This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're Graps D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Graps D here to talk craps. We are indeed here to talk craps. It's your boys, uh, Cy, Phil Lindsay. This is Graps D um, here with my co host, Righteous Reg, as usual. A um, little bit befuddled. Just been a very difficult week all around but uh you know we're here as a great man once said it's your boy media man your favorite rapper your favorite writer your favorite podcaster righteous reg the busiest man in pro wrestling podcasting um yes phil very somber very difficult very also some parts exciting week here for uh, the pro wrestling world and the guys of Grapsity. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. I just haven't known these last couple of days. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we could jump into that first because uh, it's good to have, like, good news. Um, you did not see the news. We are going to be hosting our first ever live episode of Grapsity to celebrate our 100th episode. You are rocking with us in episode 99. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, band will be back together. Me, Will Washington, Righteous Reg will be uh, hosting our first ever live episode at StarCast 6 uh, this coming weekend. Um, I believe it's going to be on Sunday. Hasn't been announced yet, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is something we've known about for a while. We've uh, been planning this for a while and i personally have to say that this would not be possible if you guys did not support us so heavily yes. whether that be watching us super chatting us uh showing up to to say hello at live shows because that's really what sparked the conversation um uh after we came back from double or nothing weekend i hopped in our group chat and i said hey man we might have to uh do a group chat or something for our fans man because yeah, uh we're out they here show, they show up for us all the time and uh that snowballed into us getting this. So uh, this would not be possible with you guys. We appreciate the support as always. Yeah, definitely. It felt like every time we would go to a show together or after a while, it just started being like every time I would go to a show, people were just like, Grapsity, oh, let me get a picture. Let me do this. And we were just like, 
this is happening at a pretty good good amount of times in all these different places. Maybe we should co- coordinate something together. And I remember we had talked about uh, coordinate. You got to coordinate. <laughs> we had talked about maybe doing something in Vegas, speaking of double or nothing, maybe just like getting like a bar or something, just kicking in something. And then I don't even know how this one sparked up. It just like, it was like, Oh, is everybody going to be at all out? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to be there. And, you know, it's Chicago. So, of course, Phil's going to be there. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe some things might are going to be going to happen. And we're just like, okay, cool. And then it's like, oh, yeah, these things are going to happen. It's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Like, how do we go from just talking on a Saturday, Phil, to like having being when every time I look at the lineup of who's on this thing, I'm like, how is and us? Also, a part of this is crazy. Yeah, uh, that is one of the wild things. Watching the Starcast <laughs> stuff get announced and seeing like Kawada's out there and like uh, the homie Powerhouse Hobbs is going to be on the on the uh, itinerary. Right. Swerve and TZ, yeah, uh, all of these great people, Jr. Like Conrad, all of these like right. massive names in this industry, and then like yeah, just us. It's like and then Grapsity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're gonna watch somebody get smashed with the guitar by uh, Jeff Jarrett, and then you're gonna watch your boys uh, do this. Yeah, thing. it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, uh, man. A lot of guys on this uh, panel that I like think are dope like renee's there and i think renee is like one of the best there is in broadcasting tremendous the work that she did we're gonna have to talk about it today the work that she did on this past dynamite just alone is like you couldn't have this with any other personality like that that's like every other segment is a renee segment it's like you can't like she's the best in the game like they struck gold when they signed her to a contract yeah um for sure uh yeah, but I also tweeted uh, when we finally announced it. Uh, big shout outs to Andreas Hales and yeah. Kel because they inspired me to want to do uh, Starcast with uh, wrestling with stereotypes because mm-hmm. they did two Starcast. Yep. I'm just like, man, seeing them do that, that's dope. I want to do that someday. Definitely. And, and they've always been very open and supportive. Like anytime we're in the same city, they always want to hang. They always mm-hmm. like. Man, they showed me so much love last time I was in Vegas. Like, hell of love. Like, half the time I was in Vegas, I was kicking it with one of the two of them, man. Seriously. They, like, they've been representing for us since the beginning. As a lot of people have, like, when people are, like, day one graphs, they're like, yeah, some of you guys have been in this chat since the beginning. You have been sending in super chats. You have been sending support, been tweeting us. You've been doing all these things. And it's just like, yo, you guys, like, every week, it never gets old of somebody being like, Hey, I love Grapsity, or like even deeper when they're like, oh, Grapsity inspired this, or like we didn't know black wrestling fans or the homie, um the the homie Lucha Educator in uh in Bakersfield talks mm-hmm. about uh playing us in his class and people being inspired by this. And it's just like yeah. I don't even I just like, you know, I'm just out here trying to have fun, trying to talk some shit. And I'm like, oh, we're really doing something cool. And then now we're going to do Starcast, which I never even thought was possible and be in a space with some people that have been down with us. It's just like, man, Grapsity, Grapsity, Grapsity. I knew it was going to be great from the beginning just because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk on a podcast with my friends like that's going to be dope. But then it's just like so many other great things have came out of it. So. Shout out to y'all for coming every Saturday. I wake up at 9 a.m., get up here and talk with y'all, and y'all are always dope. Not just here, like I said, also on 
uh, Twitter, on social media, also on Ask Rhapsody, just always showing love. So we really appreciate y'all. We wouldn't be here with uh, without y'all. Uh, Orion, Ben, check off more Grapsity boxes. We got some stuff. This ain't the end. We've been checking boxes. I, I have mm-hmm. been uh, I've been working on something that I don't even think that Reg knows about. I don't even think Will knows about. Uh, no. Uh, um, I don't. Uh, so yeah, it's it's something I've been thinking about doing for next weekend anyway, and I'm just like, oh, I've already like gotten the ball rolling on doing it. Uh, so yeah, uh, cool stuff. Uh, uh, but yeah, very excited to do Starcast. Um, I'm down. I'm happy to touch down in Chicago for the first time. It's going to be my first time out there in the windy city. And uh, this is like, it would just been dope to just go to Chicago, check out all the sites, eat some chicken, uh, you know, see the city. You, you, but, you're, going, you're going to Harold's then? I mean, come on. You know, you just think I'm just going to come to Chicago? Like, I'm not, pizza is like, all right, pizza, whatever, whatever. Chicken is where I've come to say. That's when the stereotype is real, Phil. Chicken, he's here for the chicken. He fried fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> nah, man. We gotta have a conversation. Free chicken. We gotta have a conversation with uh <laughs> we gotta have a conversation with my man and his wife. Cause she said that fried chicken that rolled off the tongue <laughs> oh, too yo, crisp. Real. Like that was no. crazy. <laughs> I forgot what you're referencing for a second, and then it re- I remembered and I was like, yo, that was like the most animated quick off the tongue fried chicken i've no, ever that seen was, that was wild if if you guys don't know what i'm talking about the, the clip of going around of patrick mahomes <laughs> and his wife and there she was supposed to be answering questions to see how much well she knows him and the question was what is your favorite cheat meal and she just goes fried chicken and <laughs> like he's just without like, missing a beat and he's just like uh no <laughs> <laughs> He's like, actually, it's Mexican food. <laughs> right. She's like, and she gives like the most pathetic oh afterwards. Like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Um, that's, that's so crazy, man. <laughs> no, nah, that was crazy. But uh, yeah, if you want to come and like Carol's Chicken is like Chicago staple. Um, I feel like as a Chicagoan. Mm-hmm. There are there are heroes that I feel like are the good heroes that I want to take you to that are oh, not, yeah that are not in the downtown area, but those are also like in seedy areas of the city. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's how it is. There's this uh, there's this place called Crispy Crunchy Chicken out here in the Bay, and they're like at the gas station, and it's like the bomb chicken. If it's like if you want to get the really bomb one, like you got to put your life on the line. It's like I don't know if chicken is worth it. <laughs> For how good the chicken is, I mean, you know, you also might die. I don't know if the chicken is worth it. Is the chicken worth it? Nah. Uh, <laughs> but but that's the that's the ongoing joke here is that when people are like, oh, I went to Harold's and it's, it's overrated, man. It's like, all right, well, what Harold's did you go to? Oh, you know, I went to one in like South Island. This, They're this not all the you, same. This is yeah. where you went wrong. If there is no like bulletproof glass up there, it's not like, you know. It's got to be dangerous. It's, it's not like, you know, some odd ambiance around it it's not the same it ain't hitting the same man. it's not the, quite the same hero's chicken um, <laughs> but did you figure out some uh the other day we got a question on grapsity ask grapsity about spots to eat and uh it uh got you really good did you figure out anything uh um, new since then so somebody asked on ask grapsity um what is the best place to eat around united center and i was sitting there like i don't know 
<laughs> because I, when, first of all, United Center is like on the west side. And so yeah. I don't hang out on the west side that often. But um, the other thing is, if I'm going to anything at the United Center, I always eat beforehand. I don't ever eat mm-hmm. afterwards or during. And I mean, I have to be really hungry to eat during because food at the United Center is dumb expensive. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, you, I, I still like making me homesick. <laughs> I'm still kind of like I don't. I'm thinking like, what is food around United Center? I know there's like good pizza around there, but it's yeah, I don't know. Um, if you had, if you had to ask me, like I said, this isn't this isn't like now arena. And I think that's why <laughs> I got that question. That you know, there's not a lot of stuff around now arena. You could just hop in a uh, Google Maps like right around the United Center. You'll find cool stuff. Like, yeah, you're in the city, baby. You don't have to worry about being in the middle of nowhere, buddy. You are right. in the city now. Right. Um, so, yeah. And um, like, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I guess people are just kind of like Chicago staples, maybe like, what should they get into yeah. if they've never been to Chicago? Oh, that's a different question, though. If you've never yeah. been here, of course, you've got to have like Italian beef. You got to hit mm-hmm. like a Big Al's beef or like or Port- Portillo's. Or you got to mm-hmm. hit a... Uh, like, if you want pizza, if you want good pizza, like, there's so many places, like, that I could name. That's a completely different conversation. If you want to mm-hmm. get me into where the good place to go get pizza, got to be a little bit specific on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, trying to get the not deep dish Chicago style trying to style get a pizza. tavern style pizza, thin yeah, crust yeah, pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of places in the city. Uh, I am a big fan of Beggar's Pizza. I don't mm-hmm. think you get much better than Beggar's Pizza. Uh, but there's also so many other places you can try. I know that there are hood aficionados that will tell me <laughs> Italian fiesta. And I'm just that. like, it's cool. But, you know, mm-hmm. y'all y'all can kind of have that greasy pizza. Like, Italian fiesta is cool. Like, I've eaten it a lot. But... Greasy pizza, I don't know. That kind of be hitting the spot, though. No, that's that, late, that's that late night. When you get some late night greasy pizza, well, yeah. Nothing better. Yeah, it, it does be hitting it, so. Uh, but yeah, man, very excited about uh, StarCast. Very excited about having my guy in the city and potentially getting to show him parts of the city that I love so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't get and a part of StarCast, our other homeboy, Will Washington, is going to be there. L-I-V-E coming off of his uh, other podcast that he's going to be doing with Aubrey and Tony Khan earlier. We, we don't speak the, uh... about his other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect unrestricted, but... What are you doing over there, man? Like, <laughs> just saying, man. It kind of hurts my soul when I see that background. I'm like, yeah, every time we, every time I see that graphic up there, and he's doing interviews over there, I'm just like, take his talents over there, man. I don't know about at that, least bro. get a new background, but no, a new just... setting or something, like AEW background or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we totally just trolling. We love it. It's great. Like you're doing interviews with <laughs> Nigel and all no, of course stuff. I'm, of course I'm joking. People. But no, nah, he's 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 doing his thing over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see my man Reggie in the in the chat knows Italian fiesta is for savage savage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's the way to describe it, then I'm I'm but good. <laughs> it is good pizza, man. It's just like there is better pizza in the city than Italian fiesta. That's right. I feel like that's people that don't want to venture out of their comfort zone. Okay. Um, but that's just, of course, my opinion. There are people. Some people keep it G. They're just like, look, this is my spot. It's been my spot for a yeah. long time. It's gonna stay my spot. Yeah, look, there are people that are like, man, swear by hood Chinese food. 
And yeah. there are so many other places you get Chinese in the city, man. Great Chinese food. Like but the like, whole nah, section of the city. This is mine. I've been getting this Chinese food for 15 years now. Why would I yeah. go somewhere else? Comfort food is comfort food. I can't tell anybody how to enjoy their comfort food. Um, but yeah, man. no $6 plate nowhere else. You know what I mean? Like, you know what time it is. <laughs> but yeah, very excited to, you know, of course, uh, record something with the three of us again. Yeah. Um, and you to get the plug plugs in, you know, if you want to come and see us uh, host live and celebrate our 100th episode, get a ticket to StarCast. I believe we're on Sunday. Hasn't been announced yet, but um, if you're looking for the day to show up and show your love, it will be on Sunday before All Out. Um, I believe uh, you can watch it on Premiere Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen people that are like, is it going to be on YouTube? Man, I'm sorry, man. We did go Hollywood on you guys. We did. Be on YouTube. Just for this one, dude. Just for this one. Can we go it Hollywood is, one time? It is going to be on <laughs> Premiere Plus, um, so you can watch it on there. Uh, but, sorry. You know, you know well, how we've this, given you a, a, a lot of for free. Everything we, else is for free. Everything else. Ni- 99 episodes, man. <laughs> 99 episodes. That's a plethora. Free. And, and 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 all of the you know Patreon stuff, all the interviews, man, for free. I mean, the, the ask Rhapsody is money, but you get it. You yeah. Okay. You know. Uh, but yeah, but we just know. wanted to do it big, so that's why it's attached to that. That's why uh, you know you can stream us on <laughs> Premiere. You can uh, come catch us live. Just a little something different. You know, it's still gonna be your boys. It's gonna be a party. I can't wait to uh uh you know. Give me the mic. Turn my my music up. Like, let me do my thing. Turn me up. Let me in the headphones. Turn me up, big dog. Like, who's who's the sound man? I gotta talk to him. Like, what's up? Make sure I sound good out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very excited to see how this goes. Uh, and man, that's in a, about a week. It's uh, it's coming up really fast. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know what it is. As always, if you want to send us your uh, chats and mm-hmm. be a part of this podcast, and get yep. your questions in, uh, shoot, shoot us a super chat, or you can send us a humper chat at humperchat.com/slash fightful. Yeah, um, I'm sure we already have a bunch of humper chats because there is a lot of stuff that you know people want to share their memories of either Bray Wyatt or Terry Funk, yep. or you know add their two cents to things because wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, let's get into it. We got a couple of super chats so far. Uh, Corey Sampson became a new member. Really appreciate that, Corey. Uh, thanks for joining the guys. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, Bragav, uh, our homeboy, starting out saying, uh, man, I woke up to the news of Brace passing. I was so shocked. I just stayed in bed for an hour to process it and read all the tributes. Gone too soon. Um, we're gonna get fully into the Bray stuff, so I'm just gonna go through a few of them. Um, yeah, about Bray. Uh, also from Bagrath is uh Bray was such a unique character. He literally got in. He he literally had his own head as a lantern, out of the box personified. Such a captivating presence, heartbreaking. Uh, Derek Waduck says, "Congrats on Starcast and 100 episodes of Grapsity. You two and Will are wonderful people who deserve nothing but the best." Brick phone greater than Judas. Wow, that might be the greatest super chat we've ever had. I mean, <laughs> all 99 of them has like been defined right here. Perfect. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, Derek. That's a great way to start the 
Jake Salazar. What's up, Jake? There's a Taco Bell next to the United Center? Question mark. I think there is, but I think that I think that is personally sacrilege to come to this city where you can get so much good Mexican food and eat a Taco Bell. That is. But I mean, if you got to get a quick one off, you at the United Center, the big TBs right here on the side, bro. You're close to the West Side. You know how many? You know how much good taco tacos you can get on the West Side. You know how much good Mexican food is on the West Side. Don't come to the city and eat Taco Bell. I I told Will this when he came here. I said it to Denise. We were all in the same car, and I was like, "What are you guys doing? You're in the city of Chicago. Eat good Mexican food. Don't go to Taco Bell." Listen, <laughs> Denise is from LA, so it doesn't really count. Will's the one that you should be yelling at. Like Denise doesn't need to go anywhere to eat Mexican food. She can eat Mexican food all the time. It's her life. That's kind of like me. Like I don't like. I live in California. Like Mexican food is food for me. It's that my entire life. That's been the thing. So I'll go and eat at Taco Bell because I can get uh, good tacos at home. Taco Bell has gotten me and a bunch of people I know through some very tough times. Wasn't for Taco Bell, we'd all be dead. It's also killing us at the same time. So I don't really, I don't really know what the trade off is. I don't so, think I've ever eaten a Taco Bell, to be honest see, with you. See, like, that just sounds crazy. Yeah. I Listen, man, that's like asking me to go eat at Domino's, man. I live in a <laughs> I live in a city where pizza is taken seriously. I ain't eating no fucking Domino's. You crazy? <laughs> I grew up in Bakersfield where pizza's not taken seriously, so Domino's and Taco Bell is where yeah. it's at. And so I understand, and that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Taco Bell slander. Uh, Deontay says, uh, Soigne, look, I remember... De- Deontay Soigne says, just sending love to Reg and Phil. Love you guys. Appreciate that, Deontay. And Jake says, y'all getting Goldberg and Jeff Jarrett live next week? Question mark. Um, yeah, I'd love to have Jeff come through, man. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I hope you didn't mean in the match. Uh, they could definitely come to Ask Grapsity, but or to the Grapsity live show, but please don't be wrestling on. Yeah, anywhere. man. Jeff, Jeff, come on, pull up, bro. Mm-hmm. I have questions. I have questions for how you've managed to stay so relevant, how you have managed Ooh. to keep a bag. I, I feel like he needs to, you know, he needs to run a course, man. He needs to run I don't know if they're gonna, Right. I don't know if they're going to run that master class on his pod. Like, they're going to be talking about Memphis and WCW yeah, and Bash cool. at the Beach. Like, no, I want to know how you got the bag and TNA and WWE and WCW yeah. and AEW. Like, how did you get all of these? Yeah, that's what I want to know. That's the real scoop. Uh, that's the super chats for now. Appreciate you guys for uh, that. Um, a few humpers. Get into some humpers. And it is all the way off the screen. So I am going to have to go all the way to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, started from the bottom. We're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight out the gate from Tony P. Uh, rest in peace to Bray and Terry. Uh, the first time I remember seeing Funk was in his later stages as a Chainsaw Charlie, mm-hmm. as I never really watched WCW as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, continues, as I got older, I would I would learn the eclectic career he had through different eras of wrestling, um, from the territories to modern times, and learn why he was respected. Uh, I can say that I will miss more, uh, miss the most about Bray is his creativity, what he could... Uh, what he could have possibly come up with next week and how he always found a way to be unique and fresh. Um, yeah. He yeah. said, so we're going to get into the brace stuff in a minute uh, and get into Terry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, really sad, man. Just really yeah. sad. The, the Terry Funk thing was sad enough, but the, to get the brace stuff uh, when we got it and just uh, everything about it is just, it's just really sad, man. 
Yeah, uh, if you guys don't know, Phil and I were doing Ask Grapsity as the news broke. So the people in the chat were like, hey, this happened, and we we're just in real time, like reading this in shock. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Uh okay, so then uh, oh boy. So Tony P also gets into the Denise uh gate stuff from yesterday. Uh so about Denise, it is understandable that some of some of uh some of us are hurt and had developed a personal connection to Bray. However, it is not cool to see some of y'all throw your pain and anger about Bray's death on Denise's cause of a question. Uh, it seems as if some were directing their feelings and anger through Paul, believing what you are feeling is how he feels. Um, he is media savvy enough to be respectfully to respectfully define decline a question. Sorry, uh, that Denise asked, and she is professional enough to respect his decline if he did so uh see he's got some more here uh it is extra nasty that y'all didn't go after other reporters who from what i heard asked paul the the same line of questioning i also uh would wonder how many of y'all would say sorry to her if paul came out and told y'all he was fine with it and not many i bet uh let me end on a positive note and funny note bobby lashley my man hit a hard spear on Pete and his glasses stayed on. That is talent. That is that was fire. I don't know how Bobby Lashley did that. That was crazy. Shout out to Bobby Lashley. Um, I do not have an opinion on this Denise stuff, man. And I I I saw a lot of the discourse about it. I think a lot of discourse was very unnecessary. I think it's a way to be like, I didn't agree with that that question or that line of questioning and then kind of moving on, but people doing that, I don't believe, I don't agree with that line of questioning, but then also going to, you know, rant and rave and then going to other people's posts and argue with them and doing the usual Twitter shit. And I think if anything, if you're in one breath telling me that it wasn't the time or place to do that with Paul, it ain't the time and the place to be trying to start arguments around somebody's death. And I huh. thought I, I thought all of that was extremely unnecessary. And that's why I'm like, I just don't want to be any parts of this. As far as like the opinion of the questioning and everything, um, I think that's a judgment call as an interviewer. Um, and if I just didn't agree with it as her friend, I would tell her that privately. That's not mm -hmm. something that I would feel the need to call her out on a person on on a, on an outlet like Twitter or here. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, you guys, but I'm gonna keep them. I'm gonna keep them. Um, this is ridiculous. It's just that's all that it is. Uh, I don't think what Denise did was that wild. Uh, the uh, inst Mark from ESPN, legit minutes later, hours later, whatever it was, put out a thing with Kurt Angle and said, "Oh, I asked Kurt Angle about Bray White. Exact same." situation exact same thing he used the video he used the twitter but like exact same situation and it was not the same so it's like i don't really like uh, what's going on here and then like people were like oh blah, blah blah some people in my dms and they're like i don't like personally it's like okay these are different games we're playing here like you're not talking about this it's another you found something and here it is like now we can put the nail in the coffin of this person that happens yeah. to me on a daily basis and i don't like it but people see, try to I... get me out of here people try to get me out of here yesterday it's hilarious i mute all those tweets you guys i don't hear it <laughs> and when you're talking about me i don't hear yeah. none of it that's 
muted immediately. You think I'm going to sit there and be slandered all day? Absolutely not. I get my tweets off and I leave. But see, I assumed that. I assumed exactly what you're saying, that some people, because this is the nature of Twitter at this point, people sit and wait and pray on your downfall. And the second Mm -hmm. they think they got something on you, I'm going to jump and pounce on it. And I, I saw some of that energy and I'm just like, uh... Yeah, I just think that that's like again. If you just don't agree with the line, you of don't agree. I don't that's, agree. That's fine, but, on, but this it, is you, you this trying is to turn this into let's get her out of here stuff. It's like ah, yeah. uh, that's goofy. Like, and again, I just feel like that that is very unnecessary um, with everything that's going on this week. Um, right. I just I just felt like like that, how do you use what? Yeah. It's like you're trying to push for something, but then you're doing the same yeah, type it of was, thing. Like it was, doesn't it even, was a little bit too much for me. It's like critical. It was a little bit too much for me, and it was just a lot going on yesterday, not just with the break stuff, but just in general. And I was just like, yeah. nah, I don't want to. Don't want it. I don't, I, I don't want to put my two cents in it. I don't think my two cents is needed. And again, if if this was something that I felt um, she stepped over such a line, I would have that conversation with her privately. Because again, I consider Denise a friend. So what do I look like hopping on Twitter and going, hey, man, this is a terrible question. How dare you? Like, no, if that was a conversation I wanted to have, then we'd have that conversation, but not and in front of people. The question was, what are your memories of Bray Wyatt? Like, it wasn't even, like, she wasn't like, I don't, like, I'm like, where's the, like, it wasn't even an outrageous question. It's like, hey, you worked with this guy. What are your memories? I mean, it, it I to play know. devil's advocate here, I don't know. Um, if you want to get into the timing of the question, whether it's too soon. Is it ever uh, soon? Is my thing. I don't know, but unless that's why I started this by saying that's a judgment call. Like, cause I, it it got me because yeah. I did two podcasts at, before that about Bray Wyatt. I'm like, so people want opinions on this, but why? When Denise asked somebody that worked with, yeah, but is it different? You, it, if you have a personal, if you have a personal relationship with Bray Wyatt, um, it is very touchy. It is very close. And I get people feeling like I'm here to work and I'm trying to bury myself in this weekend. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that right now. I, I you got to give people room to mourn in their own way. But and people I, I weren't like, I, I did the ring of honor post show legit minutes or whenever, very soon after he did it. And we were trying to talk about the ring of honor show. And people were like, how could you talk about the ring of honor show at a time like this? So it's yeah, like, I, I don't know where the, I don't know, it, like, I don't yeah, know where I the lines are because I it's, was legit, de- I was yeah. in it. I didn't want to do that Ring of Honor show. I didn't want to. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I, I, I didn't, there's not, like, I don't, <laughs> like, this, I didn't sign up to, like, do that. Like, I, I don't, like, it's like, okay, you don't even have time to process this. Get in there and do a podcast. I was like, I can't, I don't, this isn't <laughs> what I signed up for, dude. I signed up to talk about people do, getting slammed, so. I get on the show and yeah, we people's, do, we, people's getting slammed. All right. We <laughs> talked about it. The funny, the funniest part though, is we talked about it for 30 minutes. That guy came in late and was like, why aren't you guys talking? I'm like, we talked about it for the whole show, but I'm just saying that like, yeah, if Denise didn't ask about it, people would have been like, well, why didn't you ask big show I, about, do, it, you know what I mean? So it doesn't, I don't, it, it's just, that's ridiculous. Why I'm like, it, it's touchy. I, I think we've talked about it 
you know, ad nauseum enough. I think, yeah. you know, Twitter will be Twitter. And that's why I got to a point where I got with it at a point. And I just think people just got to chill out sometimes. I just think yeah. sometimes you don't know everything and you don't know the situation. Um, if you're not an interviewer, you might not understand sometimes the things with judgment calls. I also thought it was very weird that people were trying to make it into a fightful thing. And I'm just like, but she didn't even ask that question for a fightful interview. No, you did that for her channel. Like, yes. uh, but that's why, again, I realized people were like, ah, those fightful guys. And that's why I'm like, is it really that you're upset with her or that you really were looking for a bone to pick with people? And right. I think if that's what it is, like, that's just kind of silly. But yes. again, I, I, I'm sure people will look at this and be annoyed with us talking about it. But honestly, look the entire thing to wrap this in a bow. Who fucking cares? That's it. <laughs> like, it, it, seriously, like, like the short. It, it's not a bunch worth, going on. With not, I can't. It's not worth arguing about. It. And I'm not no. saying who fucking cares about about uh, Paul's feelings and no. his mourning. I'm saying who cares about the Twitter nonsense because yeah. the Twitter nonsense is just nonsense. It's dumb. Like, who cares? Forget um, it. But you know, to get into get past that, uh, we do have a guest in the building. Uh, he has uh, been waiting for us to stop ranting and raving about this uh, <laughs> the new stuff. I've been seeing him patiently waiting. Uh, it's just uh, I'm also like trying to remember how to switch this over and add him to the stream. Uh, <laughs> but you got our our boy in the building, friend of the show, Alex McCartney. That's him, how you doing, buddy. Uh, I also have to do this correctly to switch you over. There you go. <laughs> we are all on screen now. Uh, Appreciate you coming through. Uh, early supporter of this podcast. Uh, I think before we recorded the episode, uh, we did uh, your podcast at the time. We did. Uh, that was the first. That was one of the first things that the three of us did together. Um, I always appreciate you giving us a spot on your show to to promote the podcast. Um, appreciate you coming through. Mm-hmm. I believe you're still oh, muted. You're muted. I'll tell you why, because I have a puppy and he uh, he fucks around. <laughs> right, uh, I was about to say, man, you know, I've watched you have Jade Cargill, I've watched you have Swerve, and now you got some random white guy from the UK. Or what, what happened, man? What happened? This is the direction we're going in 104, going, Alex. What's happened? <laughs> no, seriously, thank you for your support from the beginning. Thank you for being here. Of course, we have Alex on because we're going to get into some all in talking. If there's anybody to talk to about all in at Wembley Stadium, it's Alex. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I straight away, I have to ask, like, what is your excitement level for this pot for this this show, man? Like, mm-hmm. this is this is in the UK. Uh, you know, this is I don't know how far you are from London. I don't know how far you are from Wembley. Not far, not far. I'm about 20 minutes from Wembley, man. So it's, it's oh good. wow. My dog is getting on my nerves already. Um, yeah. he's, he's excited as well. Oh, uh, man. He, but... shadows. He, just, he just he jumps around, beating up shadows. It's, mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy behavior. But... Um, but yeah, man, I mean, in, in terms of like, obviously, we've had a great summer because we had money in the bank and there was like a big time feeling about that. And, and to be fair to WWE, right, they, they kind of did give us the big stuff with Cena and you know, we had the Reigns, uh, sorry, the Usos, you know, Bloodline tag, which, you know, years gone by, mate, they would have given us just a random, you know, we're talking rebellion and insurrection here, right? Right, like, right, right, right. Stuff, and then we're getting like the, 
the almost the crux of the bloodline. I was like, oh my god. Um, so you know that was wild for us to have, and then you know take it up, take it up another notch. Oh my god, I'm about to chuck him out of the house. Take him up a uh, another notch, but seriously. So now please get views, man. We putting this under the animal yeah, section. Let's, let's, what are you playing at, man? What are you doing? <laughs> Okay, relax, um, man. It's all right, man. Yeah, I know you want to be on. Hey, camera, it's man. it's Wembley. It's all in. He's excited. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Things like, oh, there. Oh. Right, now that I've told you off, you acting like this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, I think uh, don't breathe into the mic. That uh, <laughs> that in terms of the card, like, I, and I saw obviously, like, you know, you know how Twitter be. I saw a lot of the oh, you know, they haven't done like the greatest job of a build, and 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 I do get that to a degree, but also as someone who is going on Sunday. I look at the card on paper and there's a lot to get excited about, right? Just yeah, in yeah. isolation, I'm going to watch, you know, I, I think I'm going to watch the Young Bucks and FTR. I haven't heard. <laughs> you know, I don't know what uh, what Cash is up to these days, but I think we're getting that. Jericho Osprey, I mean, I haven't seen it before, so I'm, I'm intrigued, I guess, at how they're right. going to do that. You know, I mean, that's a good work. You mm-hmm. know, exactly. Intrigued. Um you know, I, I just think Osprey obviously getting to show out. I was writing about this earlier for Daily Mail, but you know, as a man who is revered by many, I guess, as maybe the best in ring performer in the world, discussion. Yeah. Uh in obviously he's never had maybe the absolute biggest stages, but in his home country, eight over eighty thousand people is the biggest stadium we've got here. I'm glad he's gonna get to showcase that man and like and uh, be the big the big deal that he is basically. So that's cool in, in that regard. And I guess if you partner him with someone like Jericho that everyone is familiar with and is a bit of a household name, kind of, uh, then it's a good mix. It's a good mix. And then I'm totally into MJF and Adam Cole as well. So, you know, even before you dive into the, the card at deep level, that's enough for me to kind of go, yeah, cool. This is going to be a good show. Um, I got to say, man, and I heard you talking about the Denise thing before I got on, but I do have thoughts. But I know you've wrapped it up. But um, yeah, will, if you have thoughts, go go. For I, it. I will say um, that the, the media stuff, right, like building up to this. So they had like Big Show maybe a few weeks ago, flying to town. Don't know if you you know you knew about that, but he came to Wembley yes. and did, did yes. some media. I, I saw stuff like uh, Jared came over and did a few interviews. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw like the what the what culture guys did some stuff like Holic, I think. Right. So you had like Big Show, you had Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that was kind of it, really. They didn't do any other kind of like big press leading up to it. And then yesterday, uh, I think that, you know, it was Sheeta, Orange Cassidy, Show subbed in for Sting last minute. And, you know, no no offense to Big Show, but I would have liked to have a chat with Sting. <laughs> um, a little bit and, different. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit of a sub. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Anthony Agogo, obviously the British yeah. connection. So, um, in terms of like you know being one of the biggest shows in history, which you know again if we're talking record breakers and stuff, it is. Uh, I, I still think they've got a, a bit to learn in that regard of like dressing it up as such and giving it the attention because you know you you know all of us have been to big events, big mm-hmm. weeks. It doesn't feel like that quite yet. I wish we had the weekend festival atmosphere when really it's probably just going to be the Sunday. But still. Um, very much looking forward to the show. Longest answer in history. Just quickly on Denise thing. <laughs> uh, she she was, what was she meant to do? Not not ask? Like, right. I, I don't know what people think about this journalist game. Like, you get a lot of people on Twitter going, oh, you should have, shouldn't have done this. But uh, 
I mean, would she have like a, a do-over of how she's, I don't know, maybe, but at the same time, like, I, I feel like a lot of people were just jumping on it to jump on it. Yeah. Like she, and journalism gets a lot worse than that guys. Trust me. Right. Oh, like yeah. you, you, if, if you think that's bad, you've got people who, you know, another, like, let's say for a newspaper, like their kid will die and then they'll be going to the parents' house looking for comments and stuff. Like yeah. that's, that's 10 times worse, right? right. Um, and I know, I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but Brief, Big Show was briefed beforehand. They didn't catch him cold. Like, you know, some people were making out on Twitter, like, oh, how can you can you pounce on him? I know the PRs spoke to him about it beforehand, and he said that he was okay talking about it. So, again, it's not as if Denise has crossed any kind of imaginary line that Twitter's made up. Um, she was just doing her job, man. So uh, I just feel it's a bit harsh on Denise. Um, I was never going to post anything about it on Twitter either. Because right. uh, I just think, you know, if, if I had anything to to, to, to critique a Denise and I don't, I would have just done it privately, right? So again, right. all these all these people that uh, see an opportunity maybe to to get some traction by giving their thoughts like, nah, not for me. Not for yeah. me. Anyway, Team Denise, there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, we have seen a lot of... Uh discourse about uh this all-in card uh whether people be excited about it whether people think certain stuff doesn't belong in this card what does belong in this card we didn't get a singles match we didn't get this dream match we didn't get that um it's just and and we have seen a lot from your country we've seen a lot from like uh <laughs> from guys uh at other outlets over there i the the voice of wrestling uh article came out this week i don't know if you guys read that um there's been uh there's been a lot of discourse about it. And so I think it's different because I've I've heard a lot of people say it's different if you're from here and you gotta understand the importance of Wembley. And I'm like, I guess, um, you know, maybe that's the part I'm missing. I do think that uh, people have set their expectations very high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I guess that's the other thing though, like I mean, as someone who obviously has gone to America a lot to watch mm-hmm great shows like i don't think just because they're coming to me that come on man make the effort like just right well i mean obviously everyone talks about the lineage of wembley but i mean really it's one show right Mm -hmm. it's it's SummerSlam 92 so it's like okay uh i I understand that it's like a a massive venue and the fact that the amount of tickets have gone i couldn't be more thrilled just because that gives credence to not just AEW but wrestling as well and and it keeps england as a well the uk as a hotbed which I also like because um, mm-hmm. that means we should get things in the future. But I don't know why like us Brits seem to think that it's like AEW's WrestleMania. <laughs> and we're like, right, that's it. Go all out. You're coming to us. Uh, you made us wait so long. Obviously, they were meant to come. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from 2020, I think, like they would, they, they were going to do like a multi-city tour. Not even like a big event like this. It was just going to be live events. Yeah, and now that we've got them at Wembley, we're like, "Come on, Tony." Um, so I guess like he made his bed in that regard, right? He went, "Well, we're going to do Wembley. We're, do- we're not doing Craven Cottage. We're doing Wembley." And then I think just as a result, everyone went, "Whoa! Oh God, this must be huge." Um, when in reality, just give me a good show. I don't care. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, and I mean, don't necessarily have the festival. You do have some other wrestling going on this this week as well. You do have the Ref Pro show that I think is going on currently. Um, I think it's I, I think it's going on currently. I, time zones, time zones. I am yeah. lost on what time it is over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. So you know that is a good thing coming out of this um, 
We did interview Michael Oku. He is defending his uh, undisputed British heavyweight championship uh, mm. today versus uh, Trent Seven. Definitely want to check that out later today. Super Trent. Did you, did you two consider coming over? Um, I did yeah, at one point. It was a consideration for sure, but it's like, it's so much to get out there. <laughs> it, it so is expensive. Here as well, by the way. It's just right. pissed it down for about two hours. So that, I mean, oh. I'm not, I don't know what the weather's going to be like for the show tomorrow. Um, mm. Let me look. That, let me look that up. Let's 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 do let's do yeah. weather. Weather, weather update with Alex, yeah. Alex McCarthy, our so you UK get, correspondent. You got into it. Uh, some rain on a Sunday. Oh, rain. rain! It's gonna rain. You got oh, into it a, a little bit uh, earlier, but it doesn't really. The energy's not really there. Of like, there's gonna be a big event, uh, kind of around the city with like visitors and things like that. Does it feel like? Oh, there's a wrestling shirt. There's beards. There's these things. Like, does it feel like that out there? Uh, a little bit. I mean, like, there's there's you know the buses and like, there's posters everywhere. Like, you you definitely know something's going on. I mean, traveling the motorway to work the other day, uh, there was like a big a big uh, like notice, which you know you getting on the motorway is weird. Saying big event at Wembley on Sunday, like expect delays, and you're like, oh shit, all right, they're taking AEW seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. You can definitely tell that AEW's uh, coming to town, and, and I hate to do the comparisons of you know like WWE AEW, but but when WWE comes to town, it's like a guerrilla marketing thing, right? You know they they've got them on all the morning talk shows on regular TV and radio, uh, and it j- doesn't necessarily feel like AEW have gone all gone all out for that. But then but then as I say that. They've shifted tickets, man. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I what what can I really say against that? I mean, obviously Clash didn't sell out right? i mean it did 60s allegedly but mm. i mean it, it didn't sell out like 80s like we're hearing that you know aew is going to be doing um and then obviously money in the bank they run at the o2 so you know whatever i say uh, in terms of like you know how aew are, are marketing it it's probably unfair because man the end result justifies all but um yeah there's definitely some posters and stuff going around the town um i'm going to be getting into wembley about midday tomorrow which is about five or six hours ahead of showtime um there's like a wembley way of you know the, it's like a strip that leads up mm. to the stadium and it has this place called the box park which like everyone watches england games at and stuff i'm fully expecting that to be like festival atmosphere stuff so i know there's a lot of us pumped for that um so i think yeah it's starting to pick up pace now really yeah um it is a little bit of fomo i do know people that went to london london is a great city i've i've been there and it's super super cool uh there's a little FOMO, uh, but uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it does look like it's going to be a good event. I think that it's one of those things where once the show actually happens and we're past like some of the crazy stuff, like this cash news, uh, they are Fox stuff and the Ray Phoenix stuff, and we actually get the show. It's been I a think, week. I think people will, you know, appreciate the show for what it is. I've seen people that are like, "Oh, they got to treat this like a classic." You can't determine something is going to be a classic before it happens. You got to right. let the show happen. You can't mm-hmm. just decide, oh, well, look at this card. That makes it a classic. Um, mm-hmm. n- anything can happen. You got to see the show first. I, I just seen a comment, by the way, someone saying, does Wembley have a roof? It only has a partial roof, which means the fans are covered, but the action isn't. So oh. presumably it's like a gazebo type situation they'll have over the ring. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just to clarify on that, the only stadium with a roof in the country, uh, or well, the countries, United Kingdom is what where Clash was at the Principality in Wales. Uh, also, Spurs in London has a half roof, same deal as Wembley, just for the fans, not the action. So, 
if there's rain, you will know about it. Like Samoa Joe memes incoming. Let me ask you two something quick, man. Like, do you think yeah. the show the week after lessens this one? I, hmm. I do think it was tough to try and do a bill for two pay-per-views back to back. Yeah. Um, I think if they do Wembley again, I do think they've got to treat Wembley kind of like Forbidden Door, where it's the only show in that month. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, All Out is considered in a lot of ways their major pay-per-view of the year. So you have to save some stuff for that pay-per-view. Um, I don't think that it necessarily hurts either shows, but it's just tough to do that balancing act. Mm. I think it kind of comes down to what you were saying, Alex. It's like people, I think going into this, I don't think AEW thought that All In was going to be this giant, we have to focus on every single storyline, we got to mm. focus on every, all our TV time on this. They were just like, we're going to go to UK, we're going to have this big show, we've never been there, it's going to be fun. Like, they didn't even, for a while, we didn't know like how they were going to even broadcast it to us here in America. Like, they mm. were just like, we're going to go have a super cool show, I don't know what's going to happen after that, so... I don't know if they were planning this. And I think it just was kind of like circumstance of like, okay, well, we built this big, you know, big show that people are really excited about. So we got to focus in on it. Um, all AEW shows seem to be booked at <laughs> the last <laughs> the last minute. I, I don't want to say that, but like pretty close to the card. So it doesn't really, like sometimes he'll put together five or six of the matches on the week of, so. I'm like, yeah. it's not really that surprising to me. Yeah. Like first year of AEW felt really meticulous. Like Tony had like, you know, all of that shit mapped out. And I know the pandemic obviously wreaked havoc or whatever. But these days, like you said, I think they operate so much closer Yeah. to the date. I don't want to call it, you know, WWE changing last day. No. Script stuff. Yeah, but, script. you know, I don't think anyone could be that wild. But um, it's definitely <laughs> not as mapped out as Tony once had it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I've seen this pop up in our chat several times. Um, the Bob Barker news is definitely out there. Bob Barker did pass away. Um, rest in peace to Bob Barker. Uh, Jeez, yeah, of course. Uh, I didn't know that. You've just broke that to me. Wow, man. That, that, I've seen it pop up in our chat several times, so I had looked it up on my phone. But Stop. But yeah, you know, of course, Icon and, uh, and uh, you know, television, uh, Price is Right is a classic television show. Um, also, Billy Madison, come on, man. Come not, Billy, on. not Billy Madison. Sorry, look, what am I doing? I'm uh, happy my, Gilmore. My Sandler, Sandler. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Sorry, what, what am I doing? Uh, happy <laughs> Gilmore, man. Uh, you saw him do it. I'm, I'm sorry, Adam. I, I, I don't know what I've done, but no, uh, Happy <laughs> Gilmore. Uh, yeah, of course, his uh, appearance in there and just like, yeah, just Jericho's gonna be sad. Up. Yeah, I was gonna say he was the guest host on uh, Raw one yeah, time. He Jer got some wrestling connections. Jericho likes to talk about that one, doesn't he? he says it's his favorite, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, tough week, man. Just a lot going on. Um, rest in peace to Bob Barker. Um, thanks for all the memories, of course. Uh, Price is wrong, bitch. Uh, mm -hmm. Him hopping up and beating the snot out of um, Adam Sandler is one of the greatest uh, movie moments. It's definitely one of the greatest moments from an Adam Sandler film. Mm -hmm. I can't. can't agree more. Can't agree more, man. Um, I don't know. Should we run through this card real quick before we get into... Uh, some of the more sadder news. Um, oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do um, it. <laughs> let, let, let's do it. Uh, let's uh, so uh, zero hour. Uh, we've got two matches for zero hour announced. We've got uh, Jack Perry versus Hook for the FTW Championship. Um, I'm glad that they're getting on the card. I'm glad that uh, with as hot as Hook got at one point, 
it does feel like he lost some steam. So it is oh, cool great. to see him get some spot, get a spot here on this card. And um, Jack is um, he's heating up as a heel. So very glad he's got the spot. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've hit the nail on the head there because I was really excited about Hook at one point, and he had that he had that kind of cool and fresh factor that wrestling so often tries to fabricate, but mm-hmm. you seldom can really get. And he had it very organically, and I was very excited to see where he went. And he's just kind of drifted around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get, you know, that he kind of had the half-baked tag team into where we are now and this feud. Um, and then, obviously, in the early going, there was kind of there was a few people saying, "Is this Jack Perry turn working? Like, mm-hmm. is this the right fit?" And he seems to have found some, you know, a semblance of a stride. So, again, I mean, I, I can't. I want both guys to do well, right? And I, and I do think that they had something there with Hook, um, but it's kind of like you know, not exactly the same. But Wardlow also, where you know, you see something happening, and then it's not, and you're like, "What? What happened?" Uh, and I don't think Tony's got reasonable explanations for, e- for either, really. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, a difficult spot, though, right? Because what do you do? You know, Jack's just, if you really want a heel to work, you can't really have them drop in early on, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? If you're yeah. trying to establish them. And it's the same thing for Hook, really. Like, they're being the dominant kind of unbeaten machine that he was. What's he going to do? Drop twice to Jack? Um, and then, you know... Then you're heading into a territory of like, all right, let's do a screwy finish. It's like, ah, and it kind of hurts both of them. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm for both of them being on there. And it's that word again, man. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <to see. laughs> um, yeah. And then they advertise the stuff with Jack this week of him retiring the belt, which it sounds like he's going to have like a promo on collision tonight. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to see where they're going. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, um, there's a couple of matches I think on the show that I think they want to get like uh, some big pops for because I think mm-hmm. there's going to be some matches on the show that people aren't going to like it. And I think this might, like, I think this might be it for Hook because I think I don't think Jack doesn't really. Jack has done what he needed to do with that belt so far. Like the the amount of time that he's had it, and he's like executed exactly what he needed to get out of this rain. So I don't think he needs it anymore. And just to get a little quick hook pop, because they know that how he kind of is with the crowd and to get his music played. I think that's what's happening here. Oh, so, so you think hook is winning? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I, do. I, I can see that. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I am. I'm not sure. Cause I, I do agree that. Do you want Jack to lose already? But I do also agree that that's a good way to get hooked at that pop in Wembley. Um, I don't know. I, I could go either way on that. And Jack said that like he'll, he can use, he could use a loss to be more angry or sad or whatever. Mm. <laughs> or sad. And if he has retired the belt before it and it's not even on the line or something, right. He could make out. I could yeah. give it <laughs> like, you know, who cares? Yeah, you'll find some way to continue the Jack storyline stuff um, after this. Um, but the major storyline coming out of Zero Hour is the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match with Aussie Open going against MJF and Adam Cole. Um, this is very exciting because, I mean, going into this, this is the best storyline going to this pay-per-view far away. This is the right. selling point for this pay-per-view. Um, yeah. And so getting these guys doing double duty, both on Zero Hour 
giving away a free match that can have some story development possibilities and also giving in the main event. I think that that is uh, pretty huge. And I do think they're going to win the tag titles. Um, just based off of um, the fact that Aussie Open has been defending these belts very frequently, kind of tells me they're, they're stacking up defenses to make them seem like a big deal because they're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the, that's kind of the uh, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships are going to like play the background. And that was like the point that I didn't want this to get to. But also they could pull some kind of swerve uh, in the match to get them to the main event. Alex, how do you feel about seeing Adam Cole and MJF wrestle twice? Does that does that help or hurt? I guess it depends what they do, but I think help. Like, you know, if you get that, I assume, again, agreeing with, with Phil, that uh, they do win, right? And that mm-hmm. kind of sets the tone and everyone's buzzing and then we get into the show, blah, blah, blah. Um, and obviously, I think the main event's infinitely more interesting if they do win. Yeah. If they lose and then there's tension, it's like, all right, okay, we, we've done, we've seen this all before, right? But if they're really meant to be brothers, right, and they're on the up and they're and they've won the belts, I I do think that's a more interesting scenario to watch play out. So, and also, it's not too overdone this sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Not not that many examples of open and close a show, um, certainly as as a tag team, and then. You know, it's it's not a played out situation. So I'm here for it. And I think the fact that it is the strongest storyline, I mean, if the bloodline one is on the sidelines, maybe in wrestling right now, you could argue. Um, why not? I think if you're going to do it, it seems a good time to do it. Uh, I'm going to be there and I'm here for it. So they'll have one person up for it. That's, that's you know, yeah. That can be guaranteed. Yeah, There's that, a lot I, of Bret Hart connections in this. When you said that open and closing thing, I was thinking about WrestleMania 10, and I was mm. like, okay, I see what you guys are doing. I, I, I see the, the seeds that are being planted <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's smart, personally, to have them do double duty. At first, I was looking like, I don't know about this, but it is very smart because you do get if you do get some story development stuff here, um, it is going to get people to want to buy the pay-per-view if they didn't plan to already. You're giving right. away the free match that could do something that entices people to watch um i think that's smart um but i do think that Aussie open is going to lose here and i think this is gonna this is gonna set up uh mjf and cole to move forward with the tag titles and possibly feud with uh the kingdom later on yes i think the kingdom are gonna be the ones to defeat cole and uh mjf or some kind of setup stipulation type thing they're gonna end up the next next ring of honor world tag team champions the kingdom Let, let me just say on that how long do you two think so a how long until that happens right that they're mm-hmm. beating for the belts and b how long do you think we're in for cole and mjf on the same side um i'm not sure i it's it's hard to tell because that's quite nice right yeah. <laughs> to not be sure. right it's, it's hard to tell but i do think the way that they've built to this pay-per-view with this stuff has been really really good i thought the end of dynamite was incredible i thought all of this the, the interviews that they did during the show and then closing the show with them um, and setting it up again that Max thought about it for a second, pulled that ring out, put it on his finger, then he put it back in his pocket. And you did see how Adam Cole got mad during his interview where he's saying, why can't why can't everybody just accept that we're friends? And, oh, uh, this could go either way, man. I'm still not sure who is going to turn on who, but it is going to happen. Somebody is going to turn on somebody. And you got a little Roddy element as well, a little Roddy yeah. strong. Yeah, it, 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 um... 
it's crazy because I don't know. I thought that they were going to get pretty into the CM Punk and Max stuff immediately after this, but I feel like all this Adam Cole stuff and people wanting them to continue as a tag team might have them stretch it out pretty longer because there's actually like legs to this at this mm-hmm. point. Like they could take this weekend and like turn it into three or four more months worth of work if they really want to. So I don't know. It's pretty intriguing. I didn't think we would. It's so interesting. We're going to get to the main event here eventually. But like I was thinking like, damn, Adam Cole got into this main event. Like that's pretty like that's wild that he went from, you know, the NXT stuff and potentially being competition for them and then potentially not ever coming back again. And then now he's in the main event of the biggest wrestling show of all time and stuff. It's like, yo, this is this is pretty wild stuff. And the hottest story, as as we've said, the hottest story, the hottest story. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's that's the thing as well. Like, I I feel like with Jericho and Owens, you know, back in what was it, sixteen, seventeen, it was a similar thing where everyone was going, "Oh, when, when, when," and you always kind of had WrestleMania as the destination, though, right? Like when it started to get around those months where he did eventually turn, you're thinking, "What weeks are going to be? When's it going to be?" With this, it's like okay, we don't have that roadmap, so it is just a case of like keep it good and as long as it's good people are interested um i reckon it could see out the year um for sure and we could get to the first pay-per-view in 2024 maybe um you're right man there's just so many different ways that they could go uh and and i just keep i mean i know mjf would be like the easy way to do it Mm -hmm. if he turns i think a lot of people want to see colby the guy to turn even though i think there's a whole lot of other questions after you do that but um either way all i know is that i'm enjoying them together so it's like i don't really want to think about what yeah. happens at the end yet just want to keep enjoying it for what it is yeah i could uh i've been saying this from the beginning but i could very much see cole eventually beating him for the title um if it's not this weekend uh somewhere down the line if you stretch the yeah. story out and then you get to the point where eventually they have another match uh a third match i could see cole winning that match um so i'm in for whatever they do with it and you think just keep Punk kind of waiting with this mm-hmm. belt in the bag? You know, the, the, I guess that's the thing, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, belt's out of the bag now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the most intriguing part to me is like, where were they going to go if they weren't going to do right. this? And like, right. Yeah. I don't. I mean, if they, if if you got a good thing going, you might as well keep it going because people, most fans have been like, they want them to stay together. So, I mean, yeah, maybe listen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but let's uh into the main card. Uh, we've got one of the bigger matches on this show. Um, FDR will be defending the AW World Tag Team titles against the Young Bucks. You've got all of this uh history with these two tag teams. You've got the legitimate question of who is the best tag team in a company. Yeah. Um, you can you know complain away about the build for this show, but I think this is one of those matches that builds itself, yeah. and I think that everything they've done with it is also tremendous. The, the uh the challenge on collision the interview we got uh this week um i'm excited very excited for this match i mean yeah uh sorry i thought reg was going but i'll, no, I'll go, go. <laughs> i'll go uh, <laughs> no i mean it's the same though man. it's double dutch over here man you guys you guys <laughs> <laughs> <Jump> in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing like you said uh I don't even need to sit here and set the table of why we should be excited, right? Everyone who knows knows. Um, I was I was actually one of the few, like you know, the first one they did that was kind of COVID era, and yeah. 
He was hot as hell. I remember thinking, oh, that wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, maybe until like the finishing stretch. I thought, oh, maybe it was a bit long, but then, you know, it was really cool that, I think I'm talking about the right match, where FDR, yeah, yeah. they go for the, you know, the top rope thing and it backfires on them and they, yeah. you know, and then, okay. I thought, okay, that was really cool. And then the second one stepped it up a lot and I was like, okay, great. Uh, and so now, I guess the only thoughts running through my mind is, how tempted are young bucks to say, yeah, it should be us. Um, oh yeah, who, who has to say so there? I don't think young bucks need it per se. Um, you know, but then also what's going on with this FDR stuff and Cash's situation? Is that going to play into like, if this was WWE land, FTR are dropping that shit and <laughs> they would have probably already dropped them at yeah, this I'm point. Done. Yeah, they're, they're out, right? Like, um, but obviously, you know, we've we've learned that it's not quite it's not the same here, man. So um I'm hoping it is just an all-time classic that we hope and expect that it will be. Um, and I honestly couldn't care less who wins. It does not matter to me who wins because you just know you're gonna get that action, and really that what comes out the other side, you know, you're good either way with both of them. I'm at two positions. It's uh, one. I'm like, I think I'm back on the pops thing. I think we need one big elite pop. And I think that I can imagine how you book a show, man. I, I like it. It's just it's all about pops over here, Alex. That's all I care about. You need one big elite pop. And I think spoiler alert for the six man match later. I think this is where you get the big elite pop, because I think that the other members of the elite are going to be on a losing effort here in this show so i think this is the time you kind of pay tribute to the all-in thing you got to give one of these reasons that we're here a big victory and i think the young bucks are the ones that are going to get it tells a big story that interview this week where matt absolutely fried up ftr bald was like this uh the dynamite was pretty good for promos because this match and the osprey and jericho match i thought were like I was like, okay, these matches are going to, like, the tag match is going to be great. And then Osprey and Jericho, I'm like, ah. But then, like, after the promos, I'm like, all right, like, here we go. We're, like, in here now. And that's how I feel about this tag match. I kind of feel like Alex, too. I don't know who really, the the winner doesn't really. I mean, I think probably FTR could use it more at this mm-hmm. moment right mm-hmm. now. But if the Young Bucks won, it, it'd be like, all right, that also makes sense. Yeah, I, I really don't mind it. who wins. I would just say that. Um, Collision has benefited so much from having the tag right. titles over there and having yes. FDR over there mm-hmm. that it kind of seems too soon to cut their reign short because it was just starting to get going again. It's um, been kind of built off that the Collision's been built off them being the tag team champions. So yeah, um, so maybe um, continue that party. Yeah, that's the only thing that I think of it, but I wouldn't mind either way who wins. Um, I'm one of the few people that I didn't mind the first match either. Obviously, the second match, the TV match, is much better. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought everything they did around the first match was cool, though. Um, Having the Lakers versus Celtics rivalry around it, Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, I the the Bucks coming out with their championship hats and doing that stuff at the end, I thought that was dope. This is different though. They're, it feels like they're gonna try to have the greatest tag team match of all time, considering yeah. the show. Considering they're saying it's the yeah, biggest. So you, you don't think time. they're gonna you gonna they're gonna do all the homages to like all the no? Again? I don't think that's gonna happen again. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> they're gonna do homages to themselves at this point. I'd fucking forgot about that match, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, it, I it was the cool greatest. Match. It was yeah. the greatest. Mm-hmm. No, it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the, I guess speaking of the Osprey match, um, might as well get into Jericho versus Osprey. Um, yeah. this is not a match that I was super excited going into it, not because I don't think these two guys can give us a good match. It's Osprey, 
but it's it's Osprey, and I was like, he just came after, off of this banger with Kenny Omega, had an incredible run in the G1. Now give him like a guy that's gonna Somebody. be like keep up with him and do all of the cool stuff. And they're like, nope, Jericho. And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, all right. Oh, um, and so it just it it wasn't the opponent I expected. Um, but I do think that they've done their best to try and build this into an actual like good storyline i think some of the don stuff has been a bit convoluted uh, yeah. but i do think the promo segment this week was good i thought uh will osprey smashed it and this made me think like man get, get this guy on tv more like yeah I, I i enjoy seeing him doing the new japan stuff and all the indie stuff but this is the first time i was like no this guy feels like he should be a television wrestler He's like a big star um but well, yeah th- this was great i thought his promo was great told no lies in this promo uh completely spit uh gave us the revelation of a year that this guy has been balling out in the contract year because his contract is up in six months wow Wow. you about to get paid big check big check is coming bro uh so but all now i I, i'm more excited than i initially was i think that they've done a good job of um uh selling this match and promoting it this week and you're excited about uh fozzy right I forgot that was happening. We're, <laughs> we're getting Fozzie playing Jericho down in the ring. The guy is sinking himself down to the ring. Uh, How so. does he keep getting away with this? <laughs> this is a good question. How does he keep getting away with this? <laughs> How does he keep getting away with this? First of all, he got the match with Osprey. It's like, wait, how did you do this? And then he's like, also, Tony, my band's going to come to you. Well, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we don't have time for that. Well, it's gonna be like when Flo Rider came out, or Diddy came out of Mania. Right, like, no, exactly. Thirty minutes. And I'm, slept, a, I'm a hip hop fan, and I was like, "This is not no. no people are not gonna like this," and they didn't like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oof. Oh, it's my. unfortunate, but yeah, you know, Chris Jericho is gonna do his thing and uh, let his band. Like, if you like, if if I'm gonna take the L, which I think he's gonna take the L, at least let my bass player come too. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. By the way, on the on the on the promo segment, I thought they they both. Not, I mean, Will, Will Ospreay was intent on letting everyone know that he was British. I know that much. Uh, <laughs> bro, gratuitous bruvs. Um but, but yeah, even even Jericho is you know saying the stuff of like, you know, I told you, you know, you're too dangerous. And to be fair, Osprey has nearly broke his neck about seven times. So yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of good stuff in there, man, that, that obviously adds layers to what they will and won't do in this match. Like, I don't know if, you know, is Osprey going to second guess a couple of his spots, right? That'd be kind of cool to then oh, Jericho's got in his head. Um, you know, I, 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 they might do that. Um, either way, I mean, Osprey could pull a good match out of my gran and, you know, she's been gone for about five years now, man. So <laughs> I think... Uh, I think we we can rest <laughs> we can rest assured that that will uh, that will be fine, and you know Jericho will, will hold up his end of the bargain if he just lets Osprey do the heavy lifting, as it were. See, so, that's the issue here because he gets to take a victory no matter what. Like, see, I told you, like, no, you oof. did it with Osprey. You can't take this victory lap, <laughs> you cheater. Yeah. It plays into that narrative, though, doesn't it? Every time someone's hot, it's like, oh, here comes Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that he was like, "Yeah, we were supposed to have a match at the Tokyo Dome." It's like, why? You should have. How the hell? Why are you in the oh conversation? Yeah, but yeah, I I do think that Osprey, <laughs> of course, is going to retain. He's going to walk into Wembley as the home home talent um, with the UK title, and he's going to walk out with the title. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Is I'm it for the belt? Uh, mm-hmm. is it for the belt? Hold on. 
Oh, I don't. Uh, no, I don't think that it is. But us, ex- us experts. Uh, no, no, he's not. not. It's not. It's but not. Um, I, I just thought about it because he made a point of changing it to the UK title before right. he's going back to possibly the biggest match of his career in in London, England. Um, yeah, but got a match probably coming up with uh with Suji as well to defend that belt. Um, but yeah, I do think Osprey is going to win here. Uh, I agree. Tosan. Um, we've got the four-way for the women's uh, world title, uh, pitting Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Doctor Britt Baker, DMD versus, of course, the champion Karoshita. Um, wasn't that high into the way this match was built. It felt very formulaic and, and transparent from the beginning. But I do think this is a good collection of talent to have represent the women's division there. Do wish there was more than one women's match on the card, but I do think this match is going to over deliver. I think people are not expecting much out of it, but I think it's going to be a good match. You know, you know. Speaking of, you know, talking about collision and success stories earlier, it seems like a load of people have turned the corner on Tony Storm lately, mm-hmm. and like the character work she's been doing. Um, I guess you know, just previously, and you know, harkening back to a WWE tenure, it wasn't really so defined. Um, but she's really leaning into what she's doing now. I would have liked Soraya to, to have been hotter, right? You know, like yeah. the homecoming out of retirement. Um, yeah. I haven't really heard a thing about it, to be honest, that, mm. that she's going to be on the card. Like, it's certainly not a buzz locally. Um, yeah, she just did the interview with uh, The Sun, I think that was. Mm. She was on TalkSport the other day, and they're in the same building. So, yeah, probably. Mm. Um, so... I mean, she's done like a, yeah, little bits and bobs, but like just just generally, I, I haven't felt much of a of a buzzer. Like people are talking about Osprey more, uh, in yeah. my opinion, locally, yeah. um, yeah. which is a shame because when she retired, it was like a it was a big deal. A lot of people were like, oh man, like you know, and especially early twenties at the time. So um, this is so funny that you say this, Alex, because all week people have been like, oh, I think Saraya is going to get the surprise victory here for that hometown pop, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think you guys people know. Think that? Yeah, I've heard that a lot. And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand what's gonna happen here. I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be like you guys think it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Um, the roof will stay on, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> the roof will stay on. It's wild funny. That and, uh, shit is a touch. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll stay on. All of a sudden, Wembley does have an arena, a roof, yeah, <laughs> all the way across. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, where did that come from? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, actually, I just see that um, that super chat you've got there. Like, yeah, it is like, oh man, Jamie Hayter, she would have got a, a raucous. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very so maybe, maybe there's some of that in there. I don't know, but um, yeah, I would like. I mean, I'd like Soraya in general to kind of pick up some steam to be honest but um i think you're right man this is it's going to be a fun matchup um i would say a retention or storm personally mm. yeah that's a, I, it, it should be sheeta just coming out of this just because i think what she's doing has been pretty good and yep. let's continue this party and the rest of them like storm would be I think her having a loss is better for her character here and the rest. Yeah. If Britt, if Britt won this, I'd cry tears of sadness. <laughs> I'd um, come on this show and just cry, cry, cry. Yeah, uh, I do think she is going to retain here. There's so much more you can do with the second reign. 
Um, I'm very much looking forward to she to get in her moment in Wembley because she didn't get her moment in front of live fans with the championship the first time around. And oh, I think nah. she deserves it. Um, I, I do think Saray is going to get a, a, a good reaction. I'm interested to see what her entrance is going to be. I think she's going to have like some ring gear or something cool for this. Um, but I don't think she's winning. Um, I'm curious uh, which out of them, uh, which which of them are going to come out to the outcast theme? Are they going to come out together? Um, the way rampage ended last night, where they were like kind of doing like this soft tuck of war with the belt where they were trying to make it not look obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a good way to end the night, but uh, I am very curious to see, is she going to come out with her boyfriend's music? Like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Awkward. <laughs> um, but as a fan of the outcast theme song, I'm like, man, if we hear it twice, I'm cool with that. When you said, I, I'm like, who's going to come out like so fresh and so clean? Like, it, like the first thing I was like, who's going to yeah. come out? To, what do you mean? Who's going to come out to Outcast? This is crazy. Nah, bro. That's that's now uh, the move that we should we should have gotten. Why is Soraya not coming out to where you move with like Fonzberg <laughs> Bitly behind her with like the umbrella like dancing? Like that would have been perfect. <laughs> yes. Come on, Tony Get your money. I need the way you move, and we need Sleepy Brown out there singing it. Sleepy too. Brown, every, the entire entourage coming behind there was like the umbrella. Man, you said it's gonna rain. Farnsworth definitely got the umbrella up there for sure. No, he said it was gonna rain. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, but yeah, I think I, I think that's probably the easiest one to predict out of this card. I think she is gonna retain. Yeah, definitely, she should. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got the coffin match uh i don't of course not order i was gonna say up next we all know the order of the show but we got the coffin match with uh darby allen and sting versus uh unfortunately swerve strickland and christian cage uh, I, and i say unfortunately because not that i'm upset to see christian cage on this card of course no. like oh, it, it, cool to see christian cage christian cage made the most of the situation like i knew he was gonna do came straight out and was like hey that guy's got dead dad Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what to do with this. Bring, yep. Somebody bring me a mic. Yep. <laughs> so I knew he was going to do that, but of course, I'm saying unfortunate because uh, AR Fox will not be in this match as promoted uh, for most of the build to this show. Um, has was unceremoniously kicked out of the Mogul Embassy. Tough um, man, very disappointing, man. Just how well this storyline has been going. Just the fact that Swerve and Fox were cooking together. I mean, even in the match Wednesday, they looked great together. Mm. Was very much looking forward to this match and seeing Fox get his moment in the UK. Uh, but we are not going to get that. I still think it's going to be a good match, but man, is that a downer. I was really digging the whole, like, even the Darby Allen AR uh, portion of that kind of story, too, like, as the turn was happening and you know, all of that stuff was, it, it just felt like for all of the criticisms, I guess, that people had had around, you know, not built well, like this was something that kind of did have a good few weeks behind it that were interesting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, speaking of pops, I guess this is the uh, the sting spot, as it were. Um, and everyone that he has on the show in his AW career thus far has kind of, has pretty, has delivered, right? Like over-delivered in yeah. many cases. Um so I think if you are, you know, Swerve and and, uh, and Christian, then it's not a bad spot to be in to get to, to be wrestling Sting in front of eighty thousand people. Um, you know, even you know, taking a pin off Sting, I'm sure 
Swerve would consider that a great career highlight um, if that were to happen. So, man, uh, could have been something else, but still, I guess glass glass half full mindset still gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, still Sting and Wembley. I know that's just gonna go nuts because Sting is so gotcha. over everywhere. So, um, yeah, cool, cool spot. Like as unfortunate, just Air Fox not being able to be there is just like, oh, tough one. Like there's been some tough ones on this show, but that one specifically, like, just hurt because it was like, damn, Air Fox is so close. They got this opportunity, all mm. this stuff, and then that swerve promo really just oh, hurt yeah. so bad. <laughs> Hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there. The Doesn't have to time. be like this. Yeah, the whole time I was like, "Stop! Don't do this. Why are you right. doing this? Stop! Stop!" <laughs> I was like, "I was like Ralph Wiggum, man." Yes, <laughs> catching me mid mid heartbreak. It was please bad. Please don't do this. Or why are you doing this? But he continued to do it, and it was like, "Damn!" But then Christian came out, and he was Christian. It was like, "All right, I see." Like at least <laughs> there's my, that. My like, Christian, Christian came and talked about somebody's dead dad. Like, okay, you brought it right back around. So, so, yeah, of course, these guys are all great, talented people. Sting's there. Darby Allen's going to do something nuts. Swerve is incredible. And Christian's a legend. So it's all it's going to be a great match. Yeah, exactly. I like everyone in the match. So like, it's, it's like a can't-lose situation in many ways. Which Sting is going to get the victory. It's Sting. Come yeah, on. of course. Of course yeah. he is. He's yeah. not going. He's not traveling across the Atlantic to pick up else. No. <laughs> Let me tell you. No. He's, he's in town to get his pop. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's a, a bit of a blessing this guys that, that, that you can use this tag match to now um, promote the match next week at All Out. Right. Um, so it did make perfect sense to put Christian Cage in there. He is a solid replacement for AR Fox. Mm -hmm. But man, I wanted Fox on this card, man. <laughs> man, man, uh, man. And I definitely did not want him out of the faction. Just uh, right. But what can you do? Um, it is what it is. I'm sure this match will still be fine. Still glad that Swerve is getting a spot. And mm -hmm. I mean, Regardless of whatever happens, I do think he did get some good heat out of the segment on uh, Wednesday, and I do think that he's still on an upward trajectory. So yeah, uh, he said that that played into his hill persona, so it didn't like it. It was unfortunate, but it was like all right, swerve at least. Looks yeah, like a badass after this. Mm. Yeah, uh, we're at the Golden Elite: Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, Hangman Adam Page going against uh, the team of Bullet Club Gold. Um, Big Juice Robinson, uh, King Switchblade, and Kanosuke Takeshita <laughs> in a six-man tag match. Um, in the most controversial match of the show for some reason. <laughs> is it the most controversial match of the show? Yes, because Kenny Omega's not in a singles match. Is all <laughs> that people have been talking about. Every time I talk about the show, they're like, well, why is Kenny Omega not in a singles match? I'm like, Dude, yeah, uh, it'll be fine. The guy... It seems like they had the singles match planned and then they couldn't because, you know, best wrestler in the world decided that uh, he wanted to continue to wrestle after he broke his arm. Yeah, so yeah. that not happening. Um, mm -hmm. It probably might not have happened anyway because broke his arm. Um, yeah. So um, this is the match we're getting. And I don't think this is a bad replacement for that. Would I have liked to see uh, a rematch between Kenny and Brian? Absolutely. But if you're talking about getting Kenny in the ring with the guy that has been poking at him for over a year and throwing shots at him? Absolutely. Uh, I've been waiting for him and Jay White to have a feud. This is a perfect way to get back to it. Uh, Kota Ibushi has unfinished business with Jay White as well. He's one of his like biggest rivals at the time. Beat him for the G1 uh, briefcase. 
there's plenty of stuff you could do here. There's so many seeds and stories here. Um, Hangman, of course, is in this match. I don't know if people noticed this week. Hangman is drinking again. <sighs> stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's then what Kenny, Kenny does to him. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Kenosuke Takeshi is here. Very, very curious to see how Takeshi plays into this. Seems like that's probably going to be Omega's opponent next week. Um, and Juice is on a run of a lifetime. Juice is uh, quietly one of the MVPs of Collision. So mm-hmm. I think all six of these guys belong in this card. I think this was a great way to get all six of them here. I think this is going to be a great match. Um, very excited for not just this match, but where all of this goes later. Yeah, Kenny I'm Omega. A... No, or go for it, Alex. Oh, I was about. To, oh, to be fair, I haven't got much. To say. I was about to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm furious that Phil pretty much said everything that I thought. <laughs> uh, like, because he's right. There are so many different avenues out of it that you can go. Okay, yeah. Like you know, I said Kenny and J- like Jay White or Takeshita looks like it'll be next week. Like, there's a lot of sense to be made out of what's going on here. The only thing I would add is uh, apparently Nigel McGuinness was telling media yesterday that he was meant to have Brian. Right, he was coming out of retirement, and he was going to get Danielson on this card. Really, so, I hadn't heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Inside the Ropes are dropping the video tonight. They said, but yeah, he said that uh, until he broke his arm, that was the plan. And obviously, uh, I don't want to take everyone down a history lesson here, but there's a lot of history on Brian Danielson and Nigel McGuinness. So um, mm-hmm. that would have been killer at Wembley. But I guess it does beg the further question: Was there ever something else for Kenny? Um, but then I don't necessarily think that there was when we actually have just mapped it out like this. Uh, it makes quite a lot of sense. You know, Ibushi as well. Like, of course, you look at any of these multi-man matches on the card, we could sit here and make arguments. Um, but for some reason, I guess some people hold Kenny like the Holy Grail. And I, yeah. I get it. You know, we all, we all love him. But um, it's fine. Like, there's a lot of talent in this match for me to get excited about watching. Uh, you know, And again, just to echo what, what Phil said there on the possibilities... I'm excited to see how it plays out and develops into next week. This is one of those matches where it actually does play quite well into next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Kota Ibushi that people keep forgetting. They keep trying to harp on this blood and guts match for some reason, like he's washed. Kota Ibushi is not washed, you guys. I promise you. This guy has almost died multiple times in the ring for our entertainment. He don't care about nothing. And that's the factor that I think in this match that people are going to coming out of this match, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, it's Kota Ibushi. He's amazing. We forgot. I think with what you said, Phil, about Takeshita and Kenny Omega possibly being in a match next week is why Takeshita is going to pin Kenny Omega right here in the middle of the ring in Wembley because Kenny Omega can take a pinfall loss in a six-man match, if anywhere to beat Kenny Omega, I think it's here. And the next week, they have the singles match, and Kenny just throttles that young man. That's what we all want to see. We're all here for it. So, But, yeah, I think that the, the best developments are going to be coming out of this because Kenny and Juice, Kenny and Kenny and anybody, we love to see him mm. mixing it up with anybody yeah. in the ring. And so this six-man, I think, is going to be, uh, for some reason, a dark horse sleeper match. I don't know why. And it's going to be great. Sounds, sounds insane. <laughs> it sounds but, crazy. Yeah, no. This, this match is going to be... That's a hot take if I ever heard one. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Omega in the sleeper match of the show. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this guy. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we shall see. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, this, is good. this match is going to bang. And I do think that... Uh, 
after this match, he's definitely not going to be done with Juice. You don't start the right. Bullet Club stuff and then do a one-off match. I think we're going to go back to that at some point. Uh, but I do think Kanosuke is going to be his opponent next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited, like I said, to see where this goes. Uh, this is a very New Japan way to book a, a match as well. Do right. a multi-man match and then have that play into the singles match uh, the following week. Um uh, which as a new Japan fan, I've been just like, no, this is great. Why is everybody complaining? Um, <laughs> so I'm here for it. Uh, got the stadium stampede. Of course, um, there was a little controversy around this as well. Um, because as we said, Ray Phoenix, uh, took a beating in ring to crowbar on Wednesday night. So he will not be in this match, but to a crowbar, not the wrestler crowbar. You don't want to get it confused. <laughs> not wrestler. <laughs> Inanimate object. Everybody be like, well, Crowbar was on the show? No, he wasn't. No, no, not the wrestler. Inanimate object that you use to open boxes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, so we will not see Ray Ray Phoenix on this card, but we did get a pretty big return because Santana is back. Santana and Ortiz will be on the same team. Um, Did not see that coming, uh, although people were kind of calling it. But yeah. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club uh, will be teaming up with Santa, Santana Ortiz to face Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Penta L Zero. Uh, very curious to see how they run the Stadium Stampede this time around mm. in, in an empty arena. Mm-hmm. It's big, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Don't how leave. are they going to do this? And Don't we know how. Production was like last time on the Anarchy in the Arena. And we we're like, I don't know. Like, how are they going to do it now when there's eighty thousand people there, Alex? You're in, you're yeah. one of them. The, the place is freaking huge as well. Like, I, I don't know, you know, like uh, with these arenas that you have, like the concourses and all of this stuff. Like, right. it's just loads of lifts and hallways, <laughs> really. <laughs> in, in my experience, um, so yeah, I'm very intrigued how they're going to do that. Um, and if you fly up into the stands. How the hell it's going to end up in the ring, I don't know, because that is a long way back. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like the people involved, you know, Moxley lives for this stuff, doesn't he? Uh, I, I'm sure they're going to make it work. I'm sure it'll be a bunch of fun. Agreed as well, despite some murmurs on 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 Twitter. I I, I didn't know if Santana and Ortiz same page, not you know, if it was all cool. So I'm happy to see that they're back, you know, working together and everything seems to be smoothed over. Um, where, where, where are we going here with this thing? Is the end right. goal Moxley Kingston? Is that the end goal? I I, um, I kind of feel like the end goal is Moxley Orange Cassidy, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an option. The only thing I, I think about Kingston and Moxley is that they kind of keep circling each other, right? Like it has been for a few months now where it's like, well, we're in this, but we are friends, really. And they kind of keep nodding to it. And now they're in this like full on war. Uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. But then it's like we've kind of been down that garden path, and then we got where we wanted, where they were friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, I, I mean, don't know. I it, don't know. It was a little different last time because Eddie was still a face at that time, and sorry, Eddie was a heel at that time, and Mox was still a face at that time. Yeah. So it's a little different. Um, I thought the stuff that they did with uh, Renee was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the way that they played up the Ray Phoenix. Um, uh, stretching was really, really good. They took something that possibly uh, had some like real world inclinations and turned it into an actually great angle. Right. 
Yeah, I think that this match is going to lead to Orange Cassidy and Moxley next week at All Out is where I think this is going. Me too. For the International Championship, I think John Moxley's going to win that bad boy. And I could see Moxley and Eddie Kingston for that championship at Grand Slam. Really? I like the way this man books. Yeah, New oh. York. Big Eddie Kingston. Yeah, there it Mostly is. Mostly beating uh, Orange Cassidy. We got heat. We got some heat here because people have been soured on Orange Cassidy for some reason. Are uh, they? I haven't yeah, seen much. I've of seen that. a lot of people being like, "Why is he still the champion? Uh, Give it up! What are you whenever doing anyone, here?" Whenever anyone wins too much, man, that's just like... yeah. You know how it is. You know what time yeah. it is. I, I, um, yeah. but as far as victories, I don't really know. Like, I kind of feel like what's going to come out of this, but I don't know who's going to win this match specifically here because. I mean, I guess the deck's kind of stacked against uh, best friends and and them because you know you got John Moxley who Alex said lives for this time. Like I can't see John Moxley losing a plunder not, match in this giant stadium. Not in a week where we've lost Terry Funk as well. Like I'm, I'm right. sure there's going to be some kind of tributes flying around there. Um, we 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 need a better tribute than that hardcore tag match than we got last night. What great tag match was not a hardcore match. <laughs> That was not a hardcore match. Not what I would consider a hardcore match, but, you know, teach their own. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I think we got two. Sorry. Three more cards left on this card. Um, (laughs) Three more matches on this card. Uh, House of Black will be taking on the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn. Um, Very excited for this match out of nowhere. Very excited for this match out of nowhere. I figured Ooh. that that's where this was going, but Billy Gunn cut an ex- excellent promo this week. I was like, whoa, where did this come from? Where were you in 1999, Billy? <laughs> I'm telling you, this week was promo class on Dynamite, and Billy Gunn was one of those guys. He's been sitting out, waiting, letting this uh, angle play out, and he came back with some heat. I don't, The end goal of we happen to watch Billy Gunn, though, is where I land. <laughs> But the payoff is you pay have off to watch me. Yeah, we gotta watch a Billy yeah. Unmatch. Uh, Luckily, think, his sons aren't there too. I'd I, be out of here. I, but see, I don't think that's the payoff. I think the payoff is uh, the acclaim is <laughs> still one of the hottest acts in this company, and they they're are. gonna get a massive pop in Wembley, and it's gonna uh-huh. be awesome. Listen, they have a bunch of material they can use on England. <laughs> really, <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> that. We are crooked as a motherfucker. Um, and that's a so, it's gonna be a long ramp, so Max is gonna have yeah. a long time to rap. He doesn't he didn't get more than a 16 out of that, let me tell you. He's, uh, he's... Fit the whole song in, brother. Go for it. Jericho's doing it. <laughs> Jericho's doing it. Jericho is absolutely doing all three minutes of, of, every, of uh, every single second of that song. He's doing all three get, minutes get of uh, points, man. I know what's going on here. God, uh, yeah, Castor is gonna have. A, I mean, if, 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 even if he touches politicians in the royal family, it's, 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 that's, that's two segs easy. Um, cool, but it's gonna be, yeah, like I mean, it feels spot on though. Like they are, you know, big time over. Um, we'll get an incredible reaction. I, I, I sense Billy Gunn will get an incredible reaction, by the mm. way. Um, DX royalty and all that good stuff. Uh, right. nostalgic British fans, but um. In in terms of like the actual matchup, like I, I guess like fairy tale on paper, it's like Billy Gunn, he reneges on retirement, and then they get the big win, and uh, that would be, as Reg says, one of the big pop moments. Um, but also House of Black are like fucking freight trains, aren't they? Um, yes. 
I, I wouldn't like to see House of Black lose. I don't think. I, I like the idea of the three of them moving on to big things. Um, you know, let's talk CM Punk, FTR, maybe or down the road or whatever. Like th- there are some pairings to get into there that are very exciting to me on paper. Um, so as as great as I don't know, I wouldn't like to see House of Black lose, basically. But I could right. see, I could see Tony giving the victory to. Uh, the acclaimed and Billy. I could see it just from a crowd perspective. Yeah, it feels like the uh, House of Black has more legs as the trio's champions because I think yeah. there's still so much that they could do. But all roads lead to big acclaim pop with Billy Gunn, and you know they'll yeah. they'll be able to do something good with the two. And I think that kind of plays along with the uh, how we said about FTR is like tag team championships are already on collision. Like, should we have the trio's championships also on collision too? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, you know, like, because the acclaim kind of plays all sides at this point. They could just be on Dynamite if needed. So it's kind of leading me to believe they might be the ones. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, push come to shove and you still have House of Black on Collision. If FDR retains, you can just have uh, yep. Brody and Malachi face them for the tag titles. Um, exactly. And, and that's a good, that's a good. That's good. That's good. Um, I I I think a claim's winning here. I think that uh, this is another one that's kind of easy pr- to predict. Just the build to this seems to lead me to believe the claim's winning. Yeah, it'd be um, wild if Billy they did all this and Billy just lost. Billy left his <laughs> boots in there and he's just like, I'm back. I, I, and I'm you know going by the badass moniker again, and then just comes back and loses. That'd be kind of weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, <we're doing> <laughs> like, yeah. all right, what was the point of all of that? Um, right. But yeah, I do think a claim's winning. I do think they're just one of those acts that's just so hot that. There's only so long you can keep gold off of these guys. They're just too popular. It just right. makes too much sense to put belts on them. And so I think that's where we're going. But mm-hmm. um, I do kind of agree in some ways that uh, I would like to see House of Black continue as a trio because they're just so good. The matches are good. Um, they're so interesting together. But I do think you could still do other things with them, whether that be tag team stuff, whether that be single stuff from Malachi. Um, there's other stuff you can do with them. Uh Last two matches, uh, world title matches. Yeah. <laughs> two world title matches. Uh, first, we've got, Samoa Joe. <laughs> we've got Samoa Joe challenging CM Punk for the real world heavyweight championship. Um, this match, I think the build has been good. But, of course, uh, CM Punk uh, drama has seeped its way into this one and kind of overshadowed it. Um, but I thought everything they were doing on Collision was good. I think we got the... The good promos out of um, Joe. Um, we got some good matches um, leading up to this. We got the Golden Vampire showing up uh, last week and accepting the challenge. Um, I'm excited for this match. I think the idea of uh, taking something that's so niche, uh, ROH match like this, and putting it on a big stage is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm very interested to see how that crowd reacts to it. Yeah, I, I think in terms of, you know, it's not just the British crowd. I guess it's a hardcore wrestling crowd still. Right. Um, uh, you know, I don't, think, I don't think anyone's going to be cold to the history of punk mm-hmm. and, and yeah, Joe. Yeah, these are still two massive stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think everyone knows about you know the the business in the mid two thousands. But like, uh, like you said, how they deliver that modern day, and you know, uh, will there be kind of callbacks and stuff like that? Which you know, I, I assume there will be. Um, I, I I think the crowd will eat it up. Um, everyone knows Samoa Joe. Everyone knows CM Punk. Uh, even if you weren't clued in, right? Like th- there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the matchup. 
Um, and I think even, you know, uh, I was talking about this the other day to someone when they were saying, you know, and this is a whole other conversation about Edge, but if they were like, oh, well, if he did stay in WWE, then, you know, who, like, who would you have him work with? And I think that's one of those things with CM Punk. Because we were so happy to get him back, your mind immediately thinks of people they haven't worked with or, or that you want to see them do. Um, but I actually think with Ring of Honor being bought by Tony Khan and kind of like stars aligning and Samoa Joe being there, fuck yeah, I want to see it again. <laughs> like, yeah, that absolutely. Line them up. Show me again. Um, right. So I, I, and I think this is a stage to celebrate what a magnificent milestone and, you know, well, just thing that was for Ring of Honor, really, right? Like, if if you are keeping that brand like you are right now, well, there you go. This is this is an important part of his history. Mm-hmm. You can see it firsthand. And if we go, and Joe's again, gonna have the belt too. The TV, the Ring of Honor TV Championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Oh man, what a great line this week of CM Punk saying, "You're the king of television, or I'm the king of wrestling. Come take my crown." Mm-hmm. So awesome! So excited for this match again. I. It, it, Obviously, I'm a punk fan, but also Joe Guy. Um, really excited to see them get this spot. And I was one of those guys that the first week of Collision, I was like, all right, this seemed like the thing that they were teasing right away, punk and Joe. So I was like, why didn't they just do the one-on-one match? Why did we get a multi-man match? Boy, was I wrong because we've now gotten weeks and weeks of good television out of this. Right. And I think the uh, due to circumstances, of course, backstage, I think this match is going to kick off the main card of the show. And I Ooh. think that's really going to give it a huge advantage because, like, coming out the gate with that crowd and Joe and opening all that. Was the, man, opening yeah. with the personality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fire, right? Fire. Isn't that a crazy way to start the show? So I think, like, them being in that spot, they're going to have the callbacks. People are going to be in on what the history of this is. It's going to be a big match. And I think, you guys, I think Samoa Joe might get the victory here. I think Samoa Joe might beat CM Punk for the Real World Championships. But I don't know. 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 I I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not against it. (laughs) Let me let me lay that there. I I wouldn't mind seeing it. Oh, man. I'm not sure that. Mm, I I think the Brits, uh, is it? I mean, the. Fuck what the Brits think, isn't it? But I think the Brits... <laughs> in London, no, I don't want to say all that. British people. <laughs> I think the Brits would prefer the punk win, personally. Yeah. But um, okay. you know, cards aren't built like that, so you know, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, intriguing. I, Again, <laughs> I don't know because I definitely coming into this was like, ah, punk's winning. Like that's a very easy one to predict, but. Looking at the build to this match and just looking at everything else, the fact that it doesn't seem like... Because I was at one point very sure that this was going to be Punk versus Max next week. Yeah, me too. At All Out. Um, I'm not as sure anymore, so I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means Punk loses here and that sets up a rematch next week. I don't know. And I think Um, kind of the way that they're telling the story with Samoa Joe being like, I want to beat you up, I want to do this, and CM Punk is distracted on like... He's been building to a different match without yeah. Samoa Joe. I think it's something that can play into the story, too. I, I think so, too. I, I do think uh, the real story also is that Joe has Joe has had this man's number for his entire yeah. career. And he did beat him in the in the Owen tournament. But that's the just thing that kind of gets the like, way he, he beat him. He, he beat him. He beat him in a match that could have went either, either way. Mm-hmm. And so I could very much see Joe coming and getting his win back here. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I kind of also really love the idea of um, 
all of this stuff jumping off in the main event and us having still all of these questions with Adam Cole and and uh, MJF. And then all of a sudden, Cole's personality hits again. He comes back out with the belt and challenges him for the match at All Out. I feel like that should be the way the show ends, but I'm not sure if it will. Do you think they would just do that in a week? Well, you know? the, I that's, think, a, I think, that's where I'm landing, Alex. Like, I don't but, think they would build that giant match but in just they, one week. How much? How much do you need to build that match, though? This is all of the stuff around All Out alone. The fact that he came back and he won a chance to win the title, and this guy was not on TV the following week. You've got so much material there. If you're Max, you could be like, "Oh man, what you do? You ran into that uh, scrum and you know threw a tantrum, so you wouldn't have to fight me." Mm. But you can I think do they that wanna, in a week. I, I don't think they. I think they want longer to tell that story. Is maybe, but I, I like they could definitely do it in the week. They have the material, but maybe, I think they would want to build it longer. Maybe if Max and him had never had a match before, they've already had two matches. They had the best feud of the year last year. You've got so much stuff from that feud. You've got the stuff from All Out. You've True. got him throwing shots at this guy since he got back with the with the belt in the bag. You've got so much stuff that you. This this match builds itself, right? You don't mm. you don't need weeks to build this match. Yeah, but I mean, conversely, I guess like MJF hasn't really given a crap. He hasn't said anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he hasn't no. really said anything. No, yeah, but I, but that's also why I think finally having them in the same building and him just coming back like enough. Like you you're done having this fight with your friend. You're gonna face me or what? Mm. Um, like I. But again, I'm not so sure that that's where this is going. I do think that they they can do that. But I'm not as certain as I was a few weeks ago. I just think circumstances are that at the end of the show, Sam Punk gonna be on a flight back to America <laughs> and not in that arena. <laughs> on that pro shit. Yeah, exactly. You had your match. Let's get this guy out of here. He can't cause any trouble back here. Get him out. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, but uh yeah, final match. No, he's gonna court. be trying to cause some trouble. Listen. How you know he? How you know he's not trying to go and leave and have him like a nice uh, plate of fish and chips, like <laughs> maybe a nice Pepsi, you know, no. few uh, beans on top of some toast, like absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Ryan, I'm worried about it, he's not chilling backstage with Ryan Nemeth. Let me tell you that. No. <laughs> That man, that man didn't even get on the flight. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Come on, man. You can't bring all the stars, man. HM Hunk has to stay at home. Man. You, can't, you can't bring all the He's stars. He's going to be watching the watch along with us at this point. <laughs> Not in Wembley. Um, <laughs> they close this card off, of course. Adam Cole versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this could go either way. Um I don't know, man. I feel like all the story elements going into this. I do think the story will keep going after this because I do think they're going to win the tag titles. But I'd like to think this is Max's crowning moment in AEW. Like everything, like the press he's been doing with the interviews, how he's been building this match and everything. I think they, at the end of the show, they want. Maxwell to be holding the belt up and be. This is the future of AEW right here. Yeah, biggest show of all time. We built this guy. He was on the first match of the first all in. Like, this is the guy right here. Yeah, That's how I think the show's gonna end. Yeah, absolute centerpiece. Uh, I mean, it, it we've obviously alluded to like a lot of the machinations earlier of like, you know, what, what can and can't happen. And it you know, the, the beautiful thing in progressing for me is when I really can't call it, which is yeah, you know, when you watch as often as us, mm-hmm. sometimes that stops happening. Like 
You know, in WWE, like when Seth Rollins won his first belt and they went, right, and your first challenger is Kane. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, they, <laughs> WWE think, oh, this is going to be a great one for Seth to look strong and win. And you're like, oh, I right, know. What no, you're probably doing. not. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know what you think, but it's, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But whereas here, because there are so many different directions you can spawn off, um, you know, I guess the ultimate one would be that Adam Cole wins, and then after the match, it's like, does MJF just just beat him the fuck up, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you don't know, um, and that kind of continues the, you know, what if he didn't, and then it'd be like, oh, you know, and then you could get weeks and weeks out of, is MJF really cool with dropping it to Adam Cole, and just you know, again, that could all obviously he wouldn't be, but you could drop it like that. I personally would subscribe to what Red said about. It is about MJF. This mm-hmm. is like the career peak for him already, which is insane when you think about his age and experience. And uh, he is the centerpiece. He is the guy. And he's going to hold it up. And I think we'll get what I just said in reverse. It'll be like, is Adam Cole going to kind of stand behind him and, and acknowledge? Or is he going to say, nah, this is, I can't handle that. Because if we talk about the promo midweek, there seems to be that kind of burning thing inside where, yeah, he wants to prove that they're friends, but why is that? What are the motivations behind that? Mm-hmm. Does the title supersede that? Um, mm. but it, there are so many things. There are so many different things you can do with it. Um, if you said to me, like, you know, gun to my head, I would say MJF. Yeah, same here. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think we're gonna get a reluctant um Guerrero and uh name redacted ending <laughs> to this show. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I think Ooh. we're gonna I I think I think there is going to be hints of uh, splintering among them after this, because I do think that somebody's going to go too far in this match um, because that is the cold line we got last week where he said, I will do anything to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So I do think somebody's going to go too far in this match. It's going to expose like, are they real, real friends? But I think reluctantly they're going to stay, stay friends because they're also tag champions. Right. Um, no swerve tomorrow. Either one of you think. Hmm. No, I, I, no? I, no, I think MJF will retain. Okay. Um, now you said I, about the do anything. Obviously, I, I think like most people, I thought of Mania Seventeen. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't okay. think Tony Khan's coming down to it. <laughs> 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 right? I mean, um, but uh, he was Leatherface. I, I heard. <laughs> people actually believe this. People first. really believe that. That's Whatever so funny. Like, Tony Khan what? laid them kicks in, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you. yeah man (laughs) people are so funny i'm like you guys really believe that for one second dude sure literally reported like the day after this is who it is no it's tony khan (laughs) can't fool me i know tony khan that's him (laughs) (laughs) the athlete himself tony khan there he is come on uh but i can't even remember what i was saying yeah i mean i think uh i I don't you know I, i think it's nice that that line has that weight that makes you think Oh well, you know what? What could Cole do? But it's a lot of endings. It could. Be, it's not just like one or two. It's like it could be six different things, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And again, that that just speaks to what what a great story we've got, basically, right? Like you can't you can't pigeonhole it. You can't call it. Yeah, but I am calling it, and MJF wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. MJF is leaving this show with that yeah, AEW World. There you go. There you the go. BBB. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you want to jump into some super chats. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, definitely get to the Alex McCarthy ones. Uh, this one's from Van Twinblade. He said, "Give us the dog, McCarthy." Oh, he. I mean, <laughs> right. This is hard work now because he's 
<laughs> oh no, my camera, what's going on? <laughs> he gave oh, us oh, the no. oh no, my camera. <laughs> anyway, he's down there. There he is. He's sleeping now. All right. He gave us the yes, All that commotion at first, man. Oh man. Uh yeah, there you go. He got tuckered out. So sorry. Can't do more for you there. <laughs> so funny. God damn it. What's going on with my camera? Or is that just a super chat? It could be anything. Yeah, no, chat. that's just a super chat. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever the update was to StreamYard, it's been doing that since. Yeah, it's <sighs> so weird. They need to fix it. Yeah, but n- none of the rest of them are Alex McCarthy specific. So we good. Is there yeah, anything uh, else all in specific uh, before we f- finish with this all in topic? No, I think we got it. That was it. We see, we know the excitement. We know the card. Like it's time. It's happening. We're going to be in the all in post show. You got to mention that for sure. That is also correct. Your boys will be hosting Fightful's uh, all in post show tomorrow after the pay per view. So be sure to tune in. Um, excited for this show. Uh, excited to talk wrestling with my friend again. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be at the post show presser for anybody interested. Oh, Hopefully, true. Hopefully not acknowledging anyone, but I'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be there. Be careful I'll... about those questions you ask, man. Yeah, you know how you have a discourse after these pressers, Alex. It's well, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get Salcedo'd, all right? I'll, uh, <laughs> you know? Just tell somebody they have the match of the year, please. Match of the year. <laughs> <laughs> match of the year, man. Match of the year. <laughs> Match of the year, man. Match of the year. <laughs> Match of the year, baby. Thank you. I don't know why that still remains really funny. So funny I think Steve Flaw is going to like think we hate him. But, like, yeah, no. I still thought that was really me, funny. Damien, Match of the Year. Match of the Year. I just thought that was Match really year, funny. Bro. I don't know. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good stuff. The Steve Flaw is somewhere cursing us out, bro. Definitely. 1,000%. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, all in car looks amazing, but of course, we have been, I think, putting off getting into like the the low points of this week. Uh, because I mean, did get into the Bob Barker thing, but we did have two deaths this week. Um, Terry Funk uh passed away earlier in the week, which uh kind of put a dark cloud over the week, and then yeah, suddenly Bray Wyatt passed away as well. Uh, it's tough. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, of course um, you know I have a bigger connection to Bray Wyatt, um, but of course Terry Funk as well. Like Terry Funk is, who else are you gonna think of off the top of your head that has uh, five decades of uh, stuff that you can go back on? Like the the amount of time he's been in this industry. Uh, the amount of stuff he's affected his influences on so many guys like uh Mick Foley uh the fact that there could be somebody that does not know a completely different part of his career like the NWA stuff mm-hmm. and only knows him as a hardcore wrestler the fact that there are people that only know him as the NWA guy could could you say that for right it's, I mean, uh, go for it Alex yeah i, I mean I, <clears throat> so i was when i first saw Terry Funk I was like 10. It was Chainsaw Charlie, man, like 98 uh, with Mick Foley, you know, getting pushed off, a, <laughs> put in dumpsters and chucked off a stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, wow, this guy's wild. Um, uh, so obviously it's not until like, I grew up a bit as a wrestling fan. You, you start to understand, 
exactly just how legendary and and widespread he is and that's kind of what i said when he died on twitter you know how we chuck around the word like legends and stuff like that but i mean really it should apply to to very few um and yeah. i think terry terry funk is someone who absolutely justifies those words uh and makes them mean something you know like uh you, you can go back on on youtube and you can look at like dusty roads like, i didn't realize man until i until i did that but like the texas uh, deathmatch it's like 1980 mm-hmm. so of course it's way before some of our times but man you go back and watch it that shit holds up um wow just look at my hair now and no. uh <laughs> 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 oh shit just and, hair uh, just hair man and uh even like you know i, I quit with uh rick flair like clash of champions i mean God, i can't remember what year that was now i want to say it was like 89 um so you know i was one but like you know you go back and watch that and it means something so it's it's crazy i don't know how to fix this so yeah, <laughs> i don't know what happened now. to phil and i don't know what's going on here <laughs> but i'm just gonna keep talking yeah terry funk it uh i was a big ecw fan so uh i'm a little we're kind of after the generation of terry funk really getting his stuff off but yeah for yeah. this generation uh i was a huge ecw fan barely legal was like when i saw that show it like changed my entire life ecw had just been featured on raw and uh wwe tv so i was like super interested caught this show saw the most amazing things but it wasn't until i think i read the mick foley book the first one have a nice day where he really got into how much he loves and respects terry funk where i was like wow this guy is like he has a history of Mm. of uh great he has a history of greatness and i can't really uh uh by that time he had came in as chainsaw charlie so it was like well if he's this greatest wrestler of all time why is he this weird chainsaw guy but then you find out that it was like his idea and that makes it like even funnier on top of it but like i think uh, for people like terry funk i like to think of it in like a a a hip-hop sense you, you ask the greatest of all time who their favorite people were, and that's where you really find it out. Like, you ask, like, Nas who his favorite rapper was, he's going to say, like, Cool G Rap. But nobody really talks about Cool G Rap because they're talking about Nas. But there wouldn't be a Nas without Cool G Rap. Hella people say that their favorite wrestlers, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, but there wouldn't be these guys if it wasn't for the foundation that Terry Funk laid in pro wrestling and these guys would tell you that exact same thing like the way the brawls the way that uh these death matches that all this stuff is laid out like this guy was the one laying the foundation for this and they've continued on the legacy that he built throughout the career so he uh, he did so much greatness in wrestling but the legacy that he left might be even a bigger impact because the people that he inspired are the ones that are going to continue the wrestling business for the rest of time it's been really tough with Terry Funk this week and mm. then immediately back to back with Bray Wyatt. But Terry Funk seemed a little bit, it didn't seem as wild and sudden because, you know, he lived a, you know, very fruitful, long career. We've seen mm. most of his career um, on TV. So, um, yeah, rest in peace to Terry Funk. It's been crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Rest in, rest in peace to Terry Funk, man. Like, like you just said, his, his influence is it's there for everyone to to see and what we felt for a long time yet um it just seems like i tell you you've got to be cool in my eyes if you have like 17 retirement matches and everyone bites 
every time they go, you know what? But it might be the last one. So I'm going right. to watch it. Um, and he got his respect and he got his flowers every single time. Um, and rightly so. Um, I mean, like you said, though, I, I guess he's of like Flair's generation and, you know, in, in, in the business and in life, it's always, it sucks when you have to lose people like that. But Bray's obviously just, that just, just hurts a lot more. You just don't expect it. Right. Like right. Uh, it felt like, when I woke up on Boxing Day and Brody Lee was gone, mm-hmm. and, and you know I, I had the chances to interview Brody a couple of times, so you know, not that I didn't know him, I'm not going to sit here and claim that, but like obviously had little windows into what he's like uh, and who he is, um, and you know he, oh, man, I remember kind of off camera when we were speaking, and he it was at the time. Do you remember when he stole the belt from Moxley? Mm-hmm. And he was saying that his son was sleeping with it and stuff. And they're like, his, his son like popped on the camera and uh, like, we didn't air that or anything, but it, he just, the way he spoke about his family and then subsequently, you know, all the stuff that comes out about what an amazing family man he is and stuff. Like it just resonated so much stronger with me. Um, and although I never actually got the chance to interview Bray, there we are. Um, he was to me, one of my like people that I was always rooting for, you know, like when you'd have people go, and they were right. You know, The Fiend was really hard to book at one point. It was very difficult stuff. But I was always rooting for Bray, uh, you know, or Wyndham, the, the person, to kind of come up trumps because I was just such a big fan of, like, the original Bray Wyatt, right? Like, the uh, the cult leader. And I felt like he had so much traction and he, and he, he had that ability to grab people that seldom happens, actually, in the wrestling business, right? Like... You, you watch a lot of people in their early careers kind of meander their way through what they think a promo is, right? Like trying to deliver that. Whereas I always mm-hmm. felt like Bray had that kind of innate ability that, you know, people work years. Man, like the Rock the Rock wasn't great, by the way, <laughs> on his first day no. as, a, as a promo. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But, you know, Bray just had that very natural charisma. And then when you hear all of these like profound stories of what he was like as a person and backstage and a, and a family man, which always touches me a bit deeper, you know, being a girl dad as well. Um, just 30, he's a year older than me, just a year older than me. And I think that is, it's really, it's hard to comprehend, man. And just how quickly that escalates. We think he's coming back, right? That's the last thing you hear. And then man, I, uh, I'll always be a big fan of his work, celebrate his work. I, th- I will always say he could have and should have been more too. Um, but he will definitely leave a lasting impression. Uh, no way did I think his race was ran. That, that's kind of the the sticking thing that, you, you know, it's really hard to let go of. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what I missed? My internet crapped up. Oh, oh, no, Funk and Wyatt, really? Yeah, we mostly got into uh, Terry Funk's talk, and uh, Alex uh, Alex is going to uh, soon here leave the podcast, so he got into his Bray Wyatt stuff and uh, kind of how he felt when the stuff happened. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very unfortunate. Um, yeah, like I said, the Terry Funk thing is just so different for so many people because he's been a part of wrestling for so long um so i think people's reactions to it are uh drastically different you've got a guy that had like a a huge career like a a career that a lot of people would dream of and then you've got a guy that still felt like he had a lot to do um 
and to just have his life cut short like that is just really sad. I think you're right in the sense, like, you know, you 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 end up wanting to celebrate Terry Thunk, right? When he's gone, that's your immediate reaction of like, look at that amazing legacy. Whereas there was still a lot of story to be written for yeah. Wyatt, and it just feels unfair. So it leaves it leaves those contrasting emotions, man. Um, I mean, it has been cool though to see a lot of the, you know, almost immediately on Twitter there was a lot of just his best, coolest moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I posted the ones that just kind of immediately came to my mind. Obviously, even his return last year at Extreme Rules was incredibly cool, right? Like, yeah, it's rare in the WWE landscape that that happens like that. Um, yeah, yeah, even the uh, I still love the finger point when Roman's hitting the spear is way is why it's getting the pin like that's mm-hmm. that's just such an ill you know I'm sure they didn't sit there beforehand and go and I'll do this and I'll do that it's just that kind of organic cool moment um yeah just just this I was just a big fan of Bray and uh not ready to not see him again basically and that's kind of yeah that's where you land whereas whereas Terry quite rightly man we we should uh and and Reg perfectly sums it up in fact of how profound his influence is on the business. And, you know, even if it's subconscious, sometimes you will be celebrating him because he's touched so many performers that you enjoy today. Yep. For sure. Uh, yeah. We've kept you for super long. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it is. I'm, 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 I'm literally watching the sun go down from my screen over here and watching it get dark <laughs> in, your, in your place. Um, <laughs> it, it feels a little bit off to, you know, go from like death talk, but also like ask you to like plug stuff that you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, of course, you know, do a great job with the, the interviews you do. Um, always see stuff you're doing out there. Um, when we've managed to be like in the same place, weirdly, we were sports key to the same place. Um, it's just kind of odd. And, um, it's just really good to see you in in uh april in la because it was I great. like i feel like we miss each other a lot like i i feel like um i'd be like oh you were here and he'll be like yeah 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 i was here just like and so it was cool to see you in, in la um and uh like at least shoot the shit and, and watch wrestlemania together man um yeah, <laughs> <Came> <laughs> appreciate your dog coming through as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, man, it was great. Like, uh, that that LA in particular was great. I mean, speaking of name redacted, that journalist we don't talk about from the UK anymore, uh, he was up there making a fool of himself in the press box, <laughs> and, uh, and Phil, Phil just wasn't having it. It was tremendous. You had to be there. You had to be there. Um, story. So the story is this goes, man. This goes into a tangent. So. Um, name redacted. Um, I, I walk up and it's it's Alex and a bunch of other people I know. I think um, was Alex just in with you? Um, yeah, from, uh, yeah. Alison George was there too. Yeah, Alison George was there. Um, uh, and a few other people I know. I walk up and uh, they're talking. Uh, they're talking CM Punk. The said person is like, uh, yeah, he has this hot take on CM Punk, and I just happen to be walking up as he's saying it, and so he's like, yeah, no. CM Punk is not even among the top 10 workers in the company. And I was like, and Reg, 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 I'm like, Phil, Phil. <laughs> and so I like walked in like at that point of the conversation, I was like, oh, and so it's one thing to say that, but then I was like, all right, but you got to then name 10 wrestlers, 10 workers that are better than him. Right. 
And I was like, all right, name your 10 wrestlers. And the, right straight out the gate, Eddie Kingston. I was like, yep, see you later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're done here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll holler at you guys later, man. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah, man. Uh, what a time, though. What a great time in yeah, LA. Uh, it was great, man. We were like Seth Rollins fan club in the media box. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it was great, man. Uh, I said, I said, man, where the hell's Reg? And you were like, oh, man, he, he don't want to come. He, drove, he, 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 he don't yeah, want to yeah. come in. <laughs> he, he uh he chauffeured me and uh uh eric to the to wrestlemania but then i didn't see him again that night yeah i drove him to wrestlemania and i drove back to oakland right after that <laughs> just just completely <laughs> left la i'm out see you later <laughs> let me know, go. Let me know. Uh, nah, but yeah get it, your plugs in before you get out of here Alex. all right yeah all right. Uh, i mean to be fair like uh, and i'm sure some are aware like but since like Talksport was like my day job to be a reporter i'm not like on the beat so much anymore what do you want um so i just get to with the daily mail it's more like interviews and doing long-term features which you know i do really enjoy um so I will be there tomorrow covering it for the Daily Mail. You can always find that on their website online. And there's going to be some stuff in the paper this week if you're British and feel like picking one up. Um, and you will find my interviews on Inside the Ropes. That's where the videos typically go. Mm-hmm. And myself and Kenny McIntosh do have a podcast on there called Break It Down. We are incredibly unreliable. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just get it when you can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, we generally we post all of the stuff on there if that's your bag as well. Um, and then, I mean, I, I, I think Twitter is the worst place in the world, but you can yeah. find me there. Uh, as you can see, uh, the lads have delightfully put my handle on the top part of my screen. Uh, and I obviously do always post my uh, interviews and tidbits there. So that's where you can find them. But man, for me, uh, it was a low-key goal to be invited on this show as I was such a fan <laughs> of both of you. Um, you know, I've been fans for a while, man. And I've, you know, again, I'm just delighted to see you thrive so much since we had that first conversation. I mean, I'd had Phil on before and was obviously a fan of his work anyway, man. But to get to know Reg and to get to know Will as well, uh, just to see you guys take off and do some of the, so much of the cool things that you've done. Uh, it's a thrill to see. Uh, I always love to see good things happen to good people. And that's how I feel you guys are. So again, delighted that I got the invite. You can put me right up against Jade Cargill, man. Swerve. <laughs> and, uh... Hey, man. You know, uh, I, 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 I don't look to invite many Lakers fans on this show, but uh, <laughs> as far as Lakers fans go, you're That's all true. right. That's <laughs> Have you had SB3 on? This is the question. Yes, uh, he, he has been on. Right, yeah. well, there you go. So, he he yeah, filled yeah. in for Will Washington for an episode. We're, yeah. we're too deep. Too deep mm-hmm. there. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. talk Lakers stuff. Like we, I was trying to let him have a good time that episode, and I was like, we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, again, thank you very much, fellas. Uh, it, believe it or not, it's date night for me and the missus tonight, so hey. I'm off to uh, spend some money for no rewards, probably. And yeah. I will. Oh, I see what you're doing. You got the wrestling show tomorrow. You're like, I'll take the missus out tonight. Ah, that's exactly what yeah, happened. I can't, I see exactly what's going what on here. I got see the, what's going on here. Got the kid with my mom's. <laughs> I said, we're going out but tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. I'm very busy. <laughs> see you later. Uh, but again, yeah, thank you very much, fellas. And yeah, I'd love to do this again sometime. Yeah, thank of you. Course. Uh, appreciate you, man. Bye bye, lads. Uh, so let us now switch to the other overlay, which now I have to go back to the thing and find because <laughs> I had to completely leave and come back. 
Uh, what happened earlier? Internet, internet, internet just cut off out of nowhere. Like I just looked down and it just said disconnected. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> nice. So I had to wait for it to reconnect and then come back. Um, oh. But yeah, Alex is great. Friend of the show. Yeah, always fun. cool. Always cool to talk to him. Like I said, it was a, a hoot to see him in LA. Um, just legitimately good guy. Right. Uh, we're going to continue some Bray talk, so might as well get into some Super Chats because a lot of them are about Bray. So. Right. Um, Chris says, this one isn't about Bray, but we're just going to go to the Super Chats. Is AEW going to Chicago too much? Seems to have trouble selling tickets to Dynamite and Collision of All Out Week. What do you think about this, Philip Lindsay? Is AEW in Chicago too much? I mean, my obvious answer is no. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's a matter of them being in Chicago too much that they're having problems selling for those two shows. I think you split the audience by having both of those shows in Chicago in the same week. Facts. Um, it was going to be hard to sell for three shows in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing. Right. And the, isn't the, the Dynamite show like totally somewhere else? The Dynamite, Dynamite show is, is out in Hoffman Estates. And then you're trying to sell United Center twice, back-to-back yeah. days, Saturday and Sunday. Like just selling United yeah. Center once is a fucking yeah. task and you're doing I, I, I would wager when they come back in november you're not going to see the same issue because it's just the dynamite that week okay yeah so it's going to be fine phil shane come back to chicago every three it's, it's, it's all right man like <laughs> i i've been saying like look just just put another pay-per-view on the calendar for us <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, out I, here. I've seen I've seen the complaints with all in London. Listen, you ain't got to go back to London, man. <laughs> come, come here. <laughs> they lost their privileges like they, that. They, they, listen, man, I've seen a lot of these Brits talking, man. They sound real ungrateful, man. <laughs> I mean, eighty thousand. They still like, hey, no, we need more. What's up with this? <laughs> yeah, listen, ain't, you ain't got to go back there, man. I heard the food sucks anyway. You ain't got to go back. There. <laughs> <laughs> All my shows try to get the, the bruvs on us. I don't got time for this. Uh, Jared says, an interviewer is supposed to ask questions. Most questions are cleared in pre-interview. Most of his outrage towards De- most of the outrage towards Denise is just performative. Yeah, uh, uh, AEW has someone on with us, and they, like, we sometimes have to like send them all the questions we're going to ask before we even get the interview. Like, there's so many things that are kind of connected to this. Yeah, PR has a job to do for a reason. Yeah, you know. they have PR. Uh, Homeboy Eloquence says, nobody had energy when Kobe died and reporters asked players their memories of him the day of or the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's just a difference because people don't see wrestling the same way. Yeah. And so they think it's like, oh, well, your job's not the same as another reporter. Right. And if you do the same thing over here, you're just kind of fishing for clicks. It's not that you're fishing for stories that people actually want to read and stuff. You're just trying to fish for clicks. And again, like it's Denise and Denise is doing it for her personal mm-hmm. YouTube channel. So people are feeling a way about it. But right. I I just don't think it matters that much. I think people are being a little bit ridiculous. yeah it doesn't matter uh, chaos control says uh we live in a world nowadays where the proper advice falls on deaf ears for those that need it and open ears are for those who already know it 
Wait, let me see. Let me read that last part again because I think I screwed it up. Where the proper advice falls on deaf ears for those needed and open ears for those who know it already. Okay, yeah, I understand. What you're yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. But <clears throat> yeah, I think the stuff with Denise, I think anybody, if, if that's related to that, I think anybody that has good advice for her is not going to go to Twitter to give her that advice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Bobby Disappointed. Decibel uh, sent in a super chat. No uh, chats, but appreciate that, Bobby. Oh no! I, um, whatever you whatever you meant to send us, um, just just throw it in a regular chat. Yeah, if, throw if it in want. there if you meant to. Sometimes it does that in there. It's in there again. I'll see. Uh, Uriel Landro Landro says, uh, "I'm late showing up. Apologies if it's already been addressed, but did Denise give in and agree to take part of your guys' live show? Much love to you, gents and grass fans. What a week. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about on the Denise and I post Ring of Honor post show saying we have this live show. She's going to be at StarCast. Like, you have to come on stage at least to be like, I'm Denise because you play a part in Grapsity. Like, you're uh, I don't know. I don't know if we won any of her heat, man. Like, she <laughs> I mean, at this point, she <laughs> went kind of crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're right. Maybe Denise should stay over there. No, Denise, we oh, no, need man. that rub still. She got a hundred thousand on multiple places. So, uh, yeah, we're still into the convincing stage at this point. She's a tough target, and it might be even tougher now that she's uh got this dumb stuff going on. Uh, yes, boy says hurricanes, earthquakes, mudslides. They need to lower the California rent. It's crazy out here. Reg, how's the Cali weather been treating you rest lately? Yes. Not only do we have to deal with super high rent, the rent's ridiculous at all places. Rent's but at any moment, there could be an earthquake. Like one time on the pod, they could just be, you know, I think of that. I, I think there has been an earthquake while I've been on the pod. Like that's how often they happen here in California. Um, it's been hot. It's awful. It sucks. I'm used to not being hot. And I'm going to uh, Chicago very soon where it's even hotter. So I don't know what's going on here. It's a, it's a, I'm not liking it. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's cooled down a little bit here. It is no longer triple digits. I mean, you ain't got the Still tank top hot. on. You ain't showing the guns today on the show. So I figured it got a little better over there. Still a little cooler. <laughs> Ronald Hollick says, wait till Excalibur match announcements uh, on all in between Dynamite Collision and for All Out. Yeah, nah, they gotta, they got chill, man. Get this guy some water. Let this guy get some rest. <laughs> let him breathe. Let him breathe. A uh, new rack says, "Congrats, guys! Uh, excited for all in at slash all out." Uh, with TK saying Brian being his first chance to book the show, if something happens to him, how involved is Brian in creative for Collision? Because after first episode, it's just mid. Um. I don't know how much he's involved. It seems like he's more, he was more involved in Dynamite than Collision. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It that was a wild statement that he jumped over all of his EVPs and was like, "Nah, Brian." He said, "Nah, everyone." I told my dad, "If if shit gets crazy, go find Brian Danielson." <laughs> I had not all of his EVPs. That's so funny. Yeah, but that, it is Brian Danielson. I think Brian Danielson is just like he's Brian Danielson. Like he's back. Like. Everyone goes to him for creative, not like he has an official, like official creative. It's like, I want to know how my match was. I'm going to go to Brian Danielson. Hey, what do you think about this idea, Brian Danielson? It's kind of like that. It's not like he's the yeah. official guy. It's like you got Brian Danielson back there. Everybody's gonna gonna ask him for things. But yeah, he does have input and stuff like that. Collision seems to be a lot of your boy having hands in there. I don't know how much of hands he has in there, but it seems like a lot of his show is happening. And by your boy, I mean Phil and not Will. Uh, Mike the jeweler with the very generous super chest says, see, You gotta be careful with that around here. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about Phil. <laughs> and you gotta clarify what you mean. Will Phil Brooks. Uh, Mike the jeweler says, 
uh, very generous super chat. I appreciate you, Mike. He truly had the whole world in his hands. Follow the fireflies and buzzers to Brody Heaven. Just got an unstoppable tag team. Thank you to Fightful. Can't wait to the Shield Will Washington back on the graps. LOL. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, appreciate you, Mike. Uh, I see Bobby Decibel put his chat back in there. Oh, okay. Sweet. It's all the way at the bottom. Okay. I'm pretty close to there. Uh, TVP83, rest in peace to Bob Barker. Still kind of, it's another one. Like, these things keep happening while we're on the show. I can't even, I don't even have time to process. It's like, damn, Bob Barker, too? I'm still bro- processing Bray at this point, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dream Ninja 77 says, is it cinema, Reg? Whatever it was, it's not. I think he's talking about the Cole MGF stuff. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, Corey Lamb says, heartbroken scumbag MJF could be interesting. That is a pretty interesting thing if he's uh, he because the, the thing is, is he's playing into like he's never been this vulnerable. He's never had a friend. And if he gets stabbed in the back, finally having a friend that could make for some pretty compelling television, I think. Uh, R. Dickinson 08 says, I love that Rampage has low-key heavily featured the women lately. Their main event, their main evented often, and a lot of four ways and TBS title build has been on there. Yeah. Uh, now that 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 the build they're doing for the Ruby Soho stuff is getting better and better. Um <laughs> Statlander coming out and deadlifting her and and running out of the arena with her was hilarious. <laughs> uh, while she's like kicking her feet in the air and like trying to beat her with her it's hilarious. Yeah, stats pretty good. Uh, Derek Waduck says MJF or Cole turn or nobody does. All seem possible. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get the the turn from either of them at the show. At the show, I think mm-hmm. if one of them turns on the other, it's going to happen after this. Okay, they're going to tease it again—a big tease. Yeah. Uh, Dream Ninja seventy seven says, "If only Jamie Hader wasn't hurt, that pop." Yeah, honestly, yeah, things would have been very different. Unfortunately, with that, we did not get a. Uh, Jamie Hader or Pack on this card. Um, was very, very much looking forward to seeing Pack. Keep forgetting about Pack, man. So, damn. Yeah. Unfortunate. Damn, damn. That would have been good. Uh, Coy Stalling says the proper Terry Funk tribute will be Stadium Stampede match with Max and Kingston, LMAO, 1000%. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay tribute for sure. Van Twinblay says Mox is going to hit Eddie with the flaming chair. Possibly. Uh, Van Twinblade also says uh, Kingdom costs Cole and MJF the tag belts. Kingdom interferes in main event and Cole is the mastermind. Cole wins title. That's kind of something I thought about too is Kingdom. He's been orchestrating this whole thing with Roder- Roderick Strong from the beginning and that they're gonna, this is their payoff. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Definitely would get booed out of the building. Yes, exactly. It would work. Uh, Jake Salazar says, RIP Bray. I know I gave him crap for wrestling, but my thoughts and prayers are with his family. Truly, this is sad considering how young he was. That's a good place to transition, I think, back into Bray talk, uh, Jake, because people have been coming at me this week like, oh, well, you used to talk about him like that. Why this? These are two separate things, you guys. I could not be interested in somebody's art and not want them to die or be upset when they die. Like, what's going on here? Like, how are we correlating these two things? He still did a lot for the wrestling business. He's still one of, like, if you're talking characters in WWE, like, there's not a lot. Like, he's one, high, yeah. high the, on the list. One of the greatest of all time. If you we're know talking what I mean? character work, he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and there's, like, it's WWE. There's They're full of characters, but, like, when it comes to, like, that he's well known he's up there the things that he did i think the most important thing for me and the what i like most about him is wrestling is so 
traditional based. It's just like, what, like, it's, it's so much rehashing. It's just like, let's remix what we did in 1980. We want to see Russo and Jim Cornette are just trying to do old blah, blah, blah. But Bray Wyatt was never about that. He was always trying to do something different. He was always trying to do some innovative moving forward thing. Even if it didn't get over, it still was an attempt. I'll take the attempt over boring old same thing uh, because that's at least trying to do something. And that's why he has this legacy that he built. And Phil, honestly, before I knew he like when people came for me that one day, the Bray Wyatt day where I said the five star thing, people came at me hardcore. And I was like, okay, people really like he really touched people. But yesterday or the day that he passed and people were giving the tribute like, wow, he really it's even greater than I had expected, like the mark that he left on fans and people around the world. Yeah, I mean, just looking at just like, it's tough to say because of course nobody's ever going to come out and say anything negative about somebody like right after they die unless they, you know, did some awful things when they were here. But Mm -hmm. the fact that so many people in the locker room echo this same sentiment about how welcoming he was. He was always the first guy to welcome people in. The fact that he stuck his neck out for people like Selena and the story she told about her trying out and he was the main one being the cheerleader out there like that's the stuff that it's like that's stuff that we don't know that's stuff like exactly outside of kayfabe that we would just never know and, and people was, pay tributes like this when people die but not like this like yeah, this feels different yeah. it feels it, like it, no this guy was a different it was different than we even had yeah known. and I, I think that's what it is i think um you know uh, part of people getting upset at the denise thing is that you can see how visibly uncomfortable paul was because you could see how upset he was about it Mm -hmm. and you could just see how visibly upset a lot of people are like when rollins did his uh his uh his video and when alexa did their videos and you could see them like trying to hold it together it was just it's just really sad man you Mm -hmm. just think about like his family um bo dallas you think about uh jojo they were a few months away from getting married man they were going to get married in december got Mm -hmm. four kids at home man I think I think he's got four. He may I, I might be misquoting, but mm-hmm. man, it, it's just that part about it, like his social self, his social stuff, man, and just like all of his loved ones, his friends, and all just the amount of people that were saying hoot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that stuff in itself is sad. And then when you just look at what he brought to this business, who he was, and I've made it no secret. Every time I come on this podcast, I'm a big Bray defender because I was a mm-hmm. fan. I was a big fan of um, everything he did as a promo guy. When he when he cut a promo, you stopped and listened because even if it was like, I have no idea what this guy is saying, he just knew how to cut a promo. He knew how to, cut, how to bring you in. Even if you were like, this sounds like gibberish, he didn't think it was gibberish. He knew exactly mm-hmm. who that character was. He knew exactly how to sell it. It wasn't gibberish for him. Like he there were there was a yeah. story behind all of it. And he always knew of a way to get you get you in, get you hooked into this character. I don't care how many times he somehow hit a roadblock and seemed like, oh man, this is it. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to exit this thing out. He find a way to reinvent himself and get people interested again. I mean, will you just think about just his story from uh, being a part of the Nexus and leaving and going to NXT and coming back as Bray and just how big of a turn that was for him, how, how monumental that was for him, not just for the NXT run, but then coming up as the Eater of Worlds and 
having this massive run with the Wyatt family and mm-hmm. then reinventing himself again and doing the Fiend stuff and then reinventing himself again this time around last year. Um, it's sad, man. It's just think when you think about all of the chances that they had to really push this guy ahead of where he was and he didn't really get to the tippity top like I felt like he could have been, but he would still somehow come back and still get people interested again. And then it would seem like something else would happen. I mean, like Alex said, uh, the news we got, the update we got last week was that he was coming back. We got the update last Friday that he was ready to come back. They were they were finally ready to clear him. And so, yeah, it's just horrible, horrible, horrible news. Um, but you cannot discount the impact that he had on this industry. Not just the impact he had on this industry, but the impact he had on fans, the the way that fans connected with him was just like none other, man. Uh, I mean, just watching all of the stuff last night, just watching the video packages and stuff like, and that's why I've never agreed with people that are like, oh, well, you know, he's great and he's thought provoking. He's captivating until the bell rings. That stuff doesn't matter with him. Mm-hmm. And I know people be like, but of course the wrestling matters. It doesn't. Five-star matches, none of that stuff defines his career. The way that he touched people, the way that he made people feel like a kid again watching wrestling. That's what made him who he was. That's what's going to make him a legend. And There's a lot of people that are like that too, that like five stars don't define them. There are a lot of people that five yeah. stars do define. And that's, that's the beauty of wrestling is some of it could be this and some of it could be that. And some of it could be the other. Yeah. It just, I mean, just when I think about how many things I've watched to his that, you know, whether, whether again, whether you hated this guy or you loved him, he managed to make you feel something. And, Man, watching that Miss Teacher promo, and I've watched it several times. Like, I always, like, there's no way you're not fist bumping at the end because there's just a message in it of defiance of, you're not going to tell me that I'm less than, I'm going to prove you wrong. And he spent his entire career proving people wrong. And that's a message I feel like that, that goes beyond wrestling. Anybody can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a guy that didn't fit any of the aesthetics. I mean, whether that be his weight and all this other stuff, the way he looked, um he didn't fit any of the aesthetics and then he's coming in and doing this crazy like horror gimmick stuff none of this fits any of the aesthetics and he somehow managed to make that work and i think will go down as one of the most memorable characters and superstars in the history of the company in spite of all of that yeah it's um seeing that lasting legacy of what he left and kind of how a lot of people posting videos of like him interacting with kids or kids being being fans when that character statistically and and historically isn't like for children. Like he's supposed to be like scaring the children, like with his lore and the promos and the darkness and all this. But to see that they all connected through that, regardless, just because of how captivating of a character and a promo he was. And it was like, just like you're saying, like if you see this guy getting promo, doing a promo, you're not going to turn away. Like that's, when WWE was bad, he still would come out and do a promo and be like, all right, well, there's at least yeah, that. You I, know what I mean? Listen, there was a there was a time period where the Firefly Funhouse stuff was the best stuff on Raw by far. Exactly. Right. And, I mean, when you just think of how absurd that is, that this guy came back to wrestling after all this time off, and he was like, you know what? Puppets. Yeah. And anybody else, you'd be like, puppets? Puppets, sure? this is not going to work. And <laughs> right. he got it to work. And the reason he got it to work... um, he managed to do this great thing where he would uh 
he would he would find a right balance between doing the traditional kayfabe stuff and doing character stuff that people want but he also was very good at um bringing people in and getting them to engage getting modern fans that care about knowing stuff behind the scenes and that want to go and read all this stuff and getting them to like continue to research and overanalyze these things that's what made the white rabbit stuff great that's Mm -hmm. what made the firefly funhouse great stuff great because he always had these winks and nods in there all this like self-referential humor in there that you could go back and dissect he always found a way to make you feel like you were in on the joke with him Mm-hmm. And you, and he never made you feel like you were out of it. Even if, like right. I said, it was kayfabe and a character, he always found a way to bring you in and bring, kinda... leave some little Easter eggs so people be like, "Oh, what was that? What about this thing?" Like it's it's always some kind of mystery attached to it. Yeah, and I, in a good I, way. And I think that that is just, I think he was just such an innovative performer in that way because not a lot of guys know how to do that. Not a lot of guys know how to uh, find that fine line between kayfabe but also like blur it sometimes and bring the crowd in to interact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think that's just what made him so great. That's what made the the Firefly Funhouse stuff great. That's what made the White Rabbit stuff. I mean, that White Rabbit stuff was fire, man. That, yeah, people really like that. The 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 those videos going around of them singing uh singing in the crowd to the acapella just great stuff like those visuals of the fireflies everything we've gotten with just how fans were just so engaged with this guy it's like, rare did I go to a wrestling show where that happened was i at a wwe show i'm like why do i remember that so weird so with weird. the, the red light and, or just like the what the white rabbit stuff i'm like there's no possible way that i went to a show then but i think i did this is so weird yeah, but man, just he's given us so many great memories. I, I, I wish that he had a chance to really play up some of the stuff from his return last year and really get a, a run this time around with this character. But it's unfortunate. I think one of the best things we got out of last night was L.A. Knight acknowledging what that feud did for him. L.A. Knight cut an extremely great promo where he um, promoted the Miz match and got back to giving Bray his flowers as well. I thought he did all of it very well. Um, if you were wondering, like, when, are people exaggerating if L.A. Knight is is a guy that they should push? I feel like last night answered that question, like, mm. unanimously answered that question because he was he was tremendous last night. Got the big win over Finn Balor as well. But I think the promo said a lot. And, I mean, it's so fitting that he, as a promo guy, and – Bray being a promo guy and how that's how he got over last night by doing mm-hmm. a great promo and you know starting it with the Bray stuff then promoting the mismatch which I think all of this Miz stuff has been really good the storyline they're doing with that is great I think the pay-per-view match is going to be good but then ending it with run I was in tears man I can't mm-hmm. even lie like because mm-hmm. it just again it just it's how much he meant to the wrestler and to wrestlers how much he meant to fans just how much he meant to people man mm-hmm yeah, it's, it seems like he touched a lot of people's lives, man. It's like <clears throat> um, you get hung up on a lot of the extracurricular bullshit matches and this and shit with Seth Rollins and Hell in the Sales and Big Hammers and shit. But <laughs> underneath that was somebody really trying to change the wrestling business, man. Like I said, he was thinking out of the box even if the out of the box shit was ridiculous it still was out of the box stuff and i think that 
is going to be the lasting legacy he lives on as being like just a super creative guy that was consistently and constantly trying to level up and do something greater than what he did. But like I said on the uh, Ring of Honor post show, all of this wrestling shit is fucking secondary to him being a husband and a fucking dad and a family guy and how all of his family felt about him. That's the most important stuff here, man. His kids yeah. are going to grow up without a dad. It's, 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 it's just but, so yeah. sad. Like the wrestling oh, stuff. Cool. Great. I'm sorry, glad he inspired everybody. But like him not being able to be around for his kids is what's really unfortunate here. Yeah, very, very sad. But um, everything you hear about how, you know, private he, he was with his family life and how intimate he was with his family, how much he loved his kids. Like, yeah, it just, that makes it so much sadder, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, rest in peace to Bray. Yeah. Um, condolences to his family, his friends, his loved ones. Um, I I believe in condolences to his fans, people that are grieving totally. the loss of, of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, it just I would have never guessed that that was the way this this week was going to end. No way. Um, and it just it, it put a damper on so many things. Um, it's just we were going to come on this episode and celebrate sarcasm the whole time, pretty much. Like the, you <laughs> I know mean, what I mean. Like, it, I was about to run my victory lap for at minimum two hours. <laughs> But it, it, you know, it, there's bigger, bigger things in in the world than. I, I mean, honestly, it put a damper on a lot of wrestling talk for me this week. It put a damper yeah. on um, being excited for All In this weekend or anything. It just, uh, it's just tough to just be up for a lot of this stuff, knowing that he is gone, and mm-hmm. it's still really hard to process it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's totally different if you know him and um, you have a personal connection with him. Um, but but it, it, it's it's like that. I felt that a few times when uh, I was watching Over the Edge when Owen Hart died, and I remember driving in the car with my mom, and she's just like, I was just like so sad, and she's just like, it'll be okay, like you know, just trying to like guide me through it, and I just thinking like, maybe I don't like watching this wrestling shit anymore. <laughs> like I had like that time, and then like after. After Brian Pillman died, there's a couple times where they did like these raw tributes, kind of like they did last night, where I was like, yeah. I don't know, man, this is fucking heavy. I don't know if I want to yeah. come back. So people, if you feel like that, like that's it's okay to take it's like okay that to take many away. times throughout my life because you get an attachment to these people. We watch these people every single week, Phil, like mm-hmm. 52 times a year, sometimes 10 years in a row, we see these people on TV. We get a connection to them. I see why so many people are connected to them since you know, 2012, 2013 or something, people have been seeing this guy consistently on their screen. They've gotten to him beyond that. Now it, it was like, the, it wasn't like this back in the day. Now you're directly connected to them through social media and other ventures where we could see even beyond the great stuff that they do on TV, get even bigger connection to them when we see what they do off of the screen. So it's, it's just tough, man. So condolence out to just like Phil said, his, him, his family, uh, friends, you guys, the fans, like everybody that is grieving right now, uh, sending love out to all y'all. Yeah, just, but like, yeah, it's okay, man. I think, I think if anything I've learned from this and just everything, just appreciate these guys when they're here. Just appreciate their greatness. Um, be a fan of anybody with your whole heart. If you, if you like somebody, 
never be ashamed of your fandom man exactly it's just like just it because don't let know. my tweets get to you i might bury so i'm gonna continue <laughs> yeah that's just, the game but that yeah, you know appreciate these people for what who they are and what they bring to the industry man and you know we shouldn't be always you know giving people their flowers when they're gone give no. give people their flowers when they're here and exactly. i think a lot of people loved bray and a lot of people said great things about bray but sometimes you did see a lot of mean things about him mm-hmm. and I, I just think uh, sometimes the conversations about what he brought to the industry could have been a little bit better. And that's not to say everything he did was good. Everything he did was not good. Everything he did was not perfect. But I think for the most part, he he really connected with people. All of the moments that they showed last night, the, him winning a championship for the first time at Elimination Chamber. I remember staying up that night watching Elimination Chamber, and I just knew Cena was going to retain. <laughs> and so... Bray winning the way Bray won, it was just like a great moment for him. And then he cut that incredible promo the, the week afterwards. Um, man, really going to miss Bray Wyatt, man. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace to the guy, man. Thought he was going to come back. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Rest in peace to the hardcore legend, Terry Funk. It's been a tough week for professional wrestling here. Uh, let's get into a few more super chats. Uh, Amir El Karani says, will you be eating a proper British breakfast tomorrow for all in beans, eggs, sausage, bangers, and mash, bro. I will. Do you have any of those ingredients in your house right now, Phil? Cause I, 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 do not, <laughs> I do not have any of those things. I don't even know where I could go out to like a place to get those things here in Oakland. <laughs> I could maybe find a British spot somewhere here, but no, I'm going to be eating some chicken probably. In the uh, morning? <laughs> Bro, you just eating cold chicken with orange juice? In the morning is hella funny. What? <laughs> chicken and waffles, Phil. Come on. Uh, Jake Salazar says we need Jeff Jarrett on the card. What card? You got to chill out, man. Yes. Jeff Jarrett don't need to be on the card. Yeah. <laughs> Jake also says I want Brett the Crying Man Hart to come out with FTR and Goldberg to come out the Young Bucks and Goldberg just fear all three and leave. Why do you want that? That sounds awful. Uh, Van Twinblaze says, Jake needs an exorcism to get rid of eagle eagle tanks. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. We need to get him out. We need to send somebody in there to get that evil spirit out of Jake. Jake responds by saying, my takes are great. Y'all just don't get it. Usually people with wild takes, they that's what they first say. It's like, y'all just don't get it. But I think we get it. <laughs> I think we get it. Uh, Mir also says, Bret Hart says, Bulldog spent the night before SummerSlam at Wembley freebasing and was shot five minutes into the match. Do you think anyone will keep the tra- tradition alive or is this a, is this generation soft? Yes. Well-known story about the 1992 SummerSlam match that people regard very high. Alex made some great points. So he's all, there's this, uh, there's this uh, history that they have with Wembley, but there's only been one show there and the card was pretty God awful besides the main event. And, I think Ric Flair and Macho Man maybe wrestled or somebody, something like that. But most of it was pretty terrible. But going into this match, there was a big buildup. British Bulldog, apparently, Bret Hart tells in his book, was blown up five minutes into the match because he was doing crack the whole day before the match. Like, he didn't know what was going on. Bret said he got he couldn't even find him days before because usually Bret likes to get with his opponent. This is a huge match. Go over what they're going to do, kind of lay the foundation. He said he couldn't find him to, found, to lay the foundation for like days before. it. When he finally found him, he said, Brett, I've been doing crack. He said that. He said that to him. Sorry, Brett, you couldn't find me because I've been gone doing crack. 
This is all documented. Not me. This is Bret Hart telling it in his book. So yes, the history of Wembley is what one of the what people can consider the greatest match in the history of that building. One of the people was uh, either hungover or still high on crack cocaine. Do I think the tradition will continue tonight? Please don't. Uh, yeah, I think this generation is soft because I don't think anybody's going to be doing crack that's there. I'm like, I'm trying to think. No, no, no. no yeah, no. Let, let, Nobody's going to be doing crack that's do. there. Yeah, no no crackers there. There's some crackers there, but not anybody doing crack there. Uh, Van Twinblaze says, Jake Salazar can't cook. He gave me food poisoning. <laughs> not food poisoning. <laughs> Shit, your food raw, bro. <laughs> do you do we have humpers? Because those are opposite. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a bunch of humper chat. Oh, uh, uh, thank you guys, of course, for uh submitting. Y'all are super cool. And uh yeah. Uh tough stuff, you guys. Waiting on, try to end the waiting a little bit screen. happy. Waiting on a screen to refresh now. Uh yeah, we'll, we'll get into some, uh, like what's some positive guys, news yeah, to end yeah. this? Because I'm like, we can't end on end on this somber note. Rest in peace to <laughs> okay, the guys. from uh night from night fiend for Grapsity. I just want to say we need to spread more love in the world. I hope people can see complaining about a car and a, and question is so dumb. Rest in peace to Bray. You were an inspiration to so many people, so many, including me. Hopefully, you and Brody uh, found each other. Um, you know, criticism is fine. Criticism of the car is fine, but I think people there's a difference between criticism and people um, getting a little incessant with their talking points. I think once yes. you made your point, you've made your point. But like people, you made it, we got it. People just uh, showing up over and over again to make the same point. Like, and another like, thing, it's like, no, you did it, dude. Like we don't need more. <laughs> yeah, at, at, at some point, like I said, at some point you've made your criticism, and then it you, it goes somewhere else. Um, and I mean, I I know we're wrestling fans, so we all do it in some ways. But we are. yeah, um, but yeah, I agree. I think we do need to appreciate these things for what they are more. I think um, we all kind of take this stuff for granted sometimes. We do, we do. Uh, from friend of show, uh, from Smiley, uh, afternoon boys. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, though as as all next week should be fun though. Reggie, have fun fighting. My dog for her favorite couch. <laughs> um, Tracy, of course, is giving me a place to stay. She just wants everybody in the world to know. Yes, I will be in Chicago with my friend Tracy. I'm very excited to see you, Tracy. Thanks for that phone call yesterday. I just know you like to hear that. Uh, don't call me anymore. Text me. <laughs> don't call me anymore. <laughs> don't call me no more and don't text me no more. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, friend. Uh, Bizarro Big L. Uh, Phil is 100% on the Taco Bell take. My local spots are so much cheaper. Uh, trust you guys to not call my ex again. <laughs> I'm what? What's going on here? <laughs> trust you guys to not call my, my ex again while I'm a channel uh, <laughs> Bob into my golf. Trying to channel Bob into my golf game. Mm. Appreciate you both. I came in late in Grapsy, but you are a bright spot in the sad days. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, I, I now I remember. He said he uh, he was listening to us and he had his phone in his pocket. Oh, he, that's right. And he, he put out his ex. Um, that's right. Yeah. Sorry that happened to you, buddy. You gotta be more careful. I love um, it. You gotta be a little bit more careful when you got the YouTube app open. Man. Mm -hmm. uh, um, mm -hmm. From uh, Black Phoenix brand, Happy Grabs today. 
fellas uh, just want to drop a line just to talk about how wrestling can be su- such a roller coaster from the highs of you guys doing StarCast all in Sunday to the lows of losing Terry Funk and Bray within 24 hours. Life is wild. Um, absolutely, man. I, and it's not just that. I mean, just personal life stuff that it just, you know, every everybody has stuff. Everybody Even has baggage. More, yep. mm-hmm. and it's just like it. I, I think, again, that's why I think we take this stuff for granted that a lot of times wrestling is supposed to be our escape from a lot of these things. Exactly. And right. It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be enjoying this stuff. And, and that think... should be stressing me out sometimes. I'm not supposed to be stressed. Why am I stressed out? And it's not the wrestling ever. It's the goddamn fans. So I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, sometimes um, I do think we gotta stop um, wanting things to be perfect or the way we want it um, and just accept it for what it is. Um it's never going to be perfect, it is, man. It's impossible. It's, it's never going to be perfect. Um, and I, I think sometimes um, we do just got to, you know, stop to smell the flowers. It's hard to say that when you're in the midst of it because everybody, yeah. everybody wants to see the stuff they want. Everybody is very entitled in some ways. So mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, but that is all of our Humper Chats. Um, yeah, I didn't want to end on just Bray stuff. Um, we did get some good wrestling this week. I do want to try and get some wrestling talk in here. Yeah. Um, we did talk a lot about All In, but I did think it was good stuff on WWE this weekend. Uh, well, this week, sorry, this weekend. I'm already out of the week. I'm ready. You're gone. You're I'm ready for it to be over. I want the week to be over. <laughs> I feel it, you. Kill it, kill it dead. Uh, <laughs> Is it Monday yet? <laughs> kill it dead. Hit it, hit it with a shovel, man. Get it Straight out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, we did get some cool stuff this week. Um, namely, I thought the, I thought the the Gable and Gunther match from Monday was excellent. Mm. Um, Gable is one of those guys that I always say the guy is extremely underrated. Every time they give him a chance to do something, he runs with it. And this stuff he's been doing with Gunther has been really good. The match is was this really- stuff gonna lead lead to something for Gable? You think? I think it's leading. It's it's definitely gonna lead to a rematch because mm-hmm. the big thing to come out of this is Gable won this match, right? Um, via countout, of course, but he still won this match, and so he's the first guy to hand Gunther a loss in a very long time. Yeah, I was gonna say people don't beat Gunther even in uh, countouts, like never. Yeah, and this the the match itself was very very good. Gunther is Gunther. You know, Gunther's gonna put on a good match, but Gable's also Gable, great worker. A uh, great technical wrestler. Um, I cannot wait to see these guys get in a ring again and have a longer match um, and get some of the drama in it um, to get some of the character stuff in there with Gable. Um, I don't know if that's going to end up on the payback card, but I have to imagine it's going to end up a pay-per-view match at some point. Yeah, I would think that's where it feels like they're building up to that. And that's on a couple, was that next week or oh, yeah. two weeks? Two weeks, something like that. Um, what, payback? Yeah, payback. Payback is next week, isn't it? Isn't it next Saturday? It's the same uh, weekend as All Out. I believe it is. Isn't it? I think it's next Saturday. Aha! Uh-huh. So they're going to be going head-to-head with Collision again, huh? Uh, Yeah, let me look that up to make sure I'm not crazy here. Yeah, September yeah. 2nd. Aha! Uh-huh. Interesting work we got going on over here. It doesn't matter for WWE, though. They're cooking. The show's probably already sold out and everything's probably good. Uh, they're also building to your guy in Shinsuke Nakamura, right? Shinsuke Nakamura. I heard a lot of people talking about this promo this week and that they liked the presentation of it. Oh, I thought the Nakamura vignette they did was excellent. I, mm-hmm. I it's 
it's weird to me that it's taken them so long to figure out that they could just do cool stuff with him thematically and just put subtitles on it. That's you don't it. need him to speak English. Nope. Um, and I thought this was really good. Him uh, revealing what he whispered in Robin's ear, <laughs> what he whispered is, I know about your back. And I was just like, Shinsuke, we all know. He he, he said that. In we all know. And that's a wild uh, thing to whisper to somebody, too. I know about your back. <laughs> I know about your back. Shots, baby girl. Let me see him. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that is a wild thing to whisper to another man. But, uh, yeah, I know about your back. What <laughs> I know about your back. That's why he paused like that for a long time. Yeah. He, he had to lay. He had the lace shirt on. He had like those like he had those white pants on that were like kind of see through. And he was just like, what? <laughs> you um, know about my back? What the hell does that mean? Uh, yeah, but I, I thought this was very good. I, I really mm. enjoy the way they're building this feud with um with Shinsuke and um Rollins. And I think the match is gonna be good. They've had great matches before. They had yeah. a they had a great match out of nowhere on I think that was the fast lane card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was fat was it it was it was because it was like a it had no build. It just ended yeah. up on the pay-per-view. I think it was right. Fastlane. Um, mm-hmm. They had that good match at uh, Survivor Series as well. Yep. I remember um, the Survivor Series one. That was dope. Yeah. So I think this is going to be good. Um, and I think all the stuff that uh, they've had leading up to it was great. But the yeah, the, the the Gable and Gunther stuff gives me hope that they actually have a plan for Gunther. Mm-hmm. And I do think that Gunther's still going to break the record. But I wouldn't be mad if Gable was the guy that beats him. It seems like Gunther... I was gonna as soon as I was gonna say that I started thinking about Cody, but I'm like, I think Gunther might could win the Royal Rumble this year. I can see it. I, I think he's Next a good year. choice to win win it. And I think once you're now setting up the story that uh the champion has back issues, I like the idea of him um surviving all the way to WrestleMania and then Gunther winning the rumble and power bombing him through the rink. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really breaking his back all the way through. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um so yeah, I I'm very hopeful for stuff they're doing with with Raw with the Intercontinental title. I do think they've got to change up the main event because we've seen we've seen iterations of this main event so many. They times. didn't flip that main event so many times at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's not like uh it's not like it was bad. The match was good, but I right. think them giving like this like house show version of a match that they keep doing was just yeah. It, you've got to you got to change it up. And now I, when I, I just seen Gunther and Gable, like I'm seeing Heat. Why are you following up with this house show match? I don't know. And I mean that match was fun. I think all the attacks. It was a very good episode of Raw. Um, but I do think they've got to change that main event up a little bit. Um, I I think the the appeal of having Rollins being a guy that's a fighting champion, you could get some more title defenses for him to end the show sometimes. Right. Um, but the Judgment State Day stuff they're doing is really good. The the they're still doing the dissension stuff. You've got a uh, You've got the Funko Pop guy, uh, JD McDonough, creeping around corners. Mm. Um, I think they're doing some really cool stuff there. Um, Teddy Guerrero. Uh, they. Teddy uh, Guerrero. It seems like they were building. I liked what they were doing with Rollins initially out the gate of winning the championship. The super. He hasn't been doing the super defenses like he was. Like yeah. I understand why not. But I think they should get back on that train just because it was really bringing the prestige to that championship, especially when the guy over here is still not going to defend it and not even thinking. No, he's not so. defending no belt. No, he's not about to be on TV for a minute too. Mm-mm. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I thought this was great. I thought they're building they had... this uh, Saudi show too pretty soon, huh? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think they so. have one in October, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that I thought it was a very solid episode of Raw. Then we got a good episode of SmackDown. Um, if you wanted to watch it with all the tribute stuff, I thought all the tribute stuff was good. We we did make fun of the hardcore tag match. I thought the tag match itself was good, but it was not a hardcore, not a hardcore match. Hardcore. It was yeah. it was still a good match. It was cool to see uh um Street Profits get the win and the cool stuff to come out of it, but was not a hardcore match. <laughs> mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't put that tag on it, but Texas Tornado, he's from Texas, uh, Terry Funk, that probably would have worked. Yeah. But you know, I get it. Wasn't uh, there just like one table or something? Yeah, it ended with a table spot. There was some other stuff in there, but it was not a hardcore match. Um, not it. Yeah, I, I think everything we got on SmackDown was cool. The, the tribute to uh, uh, Reverend Cody Rhodes coming out there and, and cutting the sermon on Terry Funk was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody is not wrestling at this pay per view, which is kind of strange. He has what a, is this? He's got an interview segment with uh, Grayson Waller. Um, Why? I don't know what to make of that. It, again, it just feels like they've got him in a standstill until they can put him back <sighs> in the title picture. It's very clear, and it, this is the week he's on SmackDown as well, and Roman's not there. It just but they could have pe- he beat people on the way up there. Like he doesn't have to just be stand. Oh God. Yeah. But that got me because when he was wrestling Dom, I was like, "What is this?" But I mean, I would rather him have him wrestling Dom if if it's Dom or nothing. Like, give me the Dom. Like, why there shouldn't be nothing leading up to, especially if Roman's not going to be here. You need to be having this other side being built up. It you, doesn't make you, any sense. You think this is leading to the Waller match? Uh, for Waller's case, I hope so. You know how big of a Waller fan I am. So, yeah, get you, your brother in there. You'd be at home uh, doing a doing a don't 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 don't. <laughs> Do, do, don't, I don't be at don't, home doing don't, nothing. Don't 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 don't. <laughs> you be hitting you be hitting Harlem Shake to his theme song. <laughs> no, it sounds too close to what Carmela's song used to be. Too close to fucking a rip off of Iggy Azalea song. So I do not be jamming to that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking fancy. No, I'm out of here, dude. No, I, I like the Waller theme song. I like Waller. Now he's good though. I like him a lot. Like I could see he's he's on his way. I've said many times on this podcast that. He's gonna be the one, and if if Cody's gonna be a feud with them, I'm all in. I think that's pretty good for him. Yeah, um, yeah. WWE had a good week of television. Like I mean, like I said, Raw was good, SmackDown was good, NXT Heat Wave was solid. Got uh some more stuff with uh Trick and Mello. Uh, sure seems like this guy might turn on Mello now. I did not mm. think on think that before, but based on Heat Wave, I'm like, yeah, it seems like they're leading to a match between them. Um, because we got the the we got the stuff from the Dragonoff match, which now led us to Dragonoff versus Trick, which is a solid match. Um, the whole time I was like, this feels like NXT again. Like the crowd was into it. The crowd was like getting this the specialized chance. Whoop that Trick is still very much over with that crowd. But then they also had like that like gospel chant where they were like, um, Trick gonna beat your ass. Trick gonna beat your ass. It was great. <laughs> And, and like the crowd was very much into this. Um, the cr- that crowd likes Trick Williams a lot, man. They do. And it was what just- they gonna do when? Uh, I'm. I mean, I feel like Trick Williams might be beating your boy for that championship, Pearson. I can. Would see that it, be crazy? Though. Would that be crazy? I can see it actually because um, they like him, not just they, the fans. Like I, the the you, company likes him. You can, see, you can him. see the company wants big things for him, and yeah, you know, tall guy, go figure. They like tall guys. Um. But he looks great. Um, he he's yes. got he's he got a great look. personality. He he can cut promos. Uh, the only thing is missing is the work stuff. And I think he proved here that he could work well enough. Uh, yeah, 
if they want to push him. He's still got some some ways to go. He's, he's still a little rough around the edges, edges, but he can work, man. I think that the, the spots where he needed to look effective looked good. His comeback spots looked good. Um, he looked he looked convincing. Um, he's a big guy. He doesn't need to do much. Like, if he gets yeah. a couple of extra things, he'll be good. Like, you don't need to be doing fucking spot foo. You just need to be doing that big guy stuff and looking great while doing it. And I think he has that. I think they're pretty in on him. Like I could see when they had started teasing the breakup, I was initially like, I don't know. Cause I thought that if they went to the main uh, card or the main roster, that being together would probably benefit tr- uh, mellow more than it would trick. But now seeing them broken up, I'm like, Oh, trick seems like tricks on his way. So they might've made the right choice. Yeah, I, and I mean, I think if uh, Melo is a baby face, he, he doesn't need a heater anymore. So it made no, sense to split him. It made sense to to put Trick out on his own. Um, but yeah, the story stuff we're doing here is very interesting um, because Trick did hold his own in his match, but he did lose, of course, to Dragon Off. Right. And we got a segment afterwards where um, Melo was preparing for his match and he acknowledged that Trick did well. But then Trick was like, this is your first match going out there without me. And he was like, uh, good luck. And he said, yeah, you know, I need this win because there's kind of an asterisk on a Dragunov match because of the way that ended with you out there. And he immediately said, oh, are you blaming me? Mm. You can see the cracks developing there because you could also see that he felt very much like he being mellow. He felt very much like I need to go out here and prove myself to show that I'm not a guy that needs anybody else to win. I don't need any other things happening. I don't need outside shenanigans to help me win, which plays into the finish of the match later. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also had Trick getting the belt off of the off the wall to him and handling it to him slowly. I definitely think that's going to end up being a one-on-one match at some point. Um, but the main event of this was also great. Historic main event. Two black men, maining of, main eventing NXT. Um, Wesley is very deserving of this on his way to trying to become a triple crown champion. Um, I thought they had a very good match, had all of the flippy dippy spots, spots, food stuff. If you like that stuff. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought uh, all of the spots hit. I think the story they told of Mello narrowly beating Wesley. If Wesley didn't make that mistake at the end and hit the barricade, he would have, he would have been still in the match. Um, so I, for whatever reason, he tried to go for this wild dive and he hits the barricade hard. I thought yeah. it was going to, I thought it was going to end at a count out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but he just beats the count out and the entire time he's getting ready to get in the count, count out. Mello is shaking his head like, no, don't do it, man. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like, uh, Revenge of the Sith where Kenobi's like, I have the high ground. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, and he does it, slides back in the ring. And then Melo immediately hits him with the nothing but that and puts him away. Um, doesn't quite have an asterisk on it, but it does kind of look like, all right, if Wesley didn't make that mistake and you capitalized on it, would this match have gone the same way? It's enough mm. to question it, not just to give Wesley a rematch, but also make Trick look like, hey, this was your first match without me, and that's how you had to win. This storytelling. Who would have thunk it in NXT? Phil doesn't even watch NXT. Oh no, I don't. I don't watch NXT unless <laughs> there's stuff that I'm interested in. Like if I'm interested in like a Dragon Off match, I I pretty much just watch Dragon Off matches as much as possible. But I think this stuff they're doing with Trick Williams and Melo is actually very good. Really good. Really good stuff. 
I'm a big fan of uh, both of those guys. And I think that <clears throat> Trick could potentially beat him for that belt, man. They're really big fans of him. Yeah, I I definitely could see it. I could see him. Um, boy, they very much like their uh, Diesel Shine yes. Uh, yes. comparison. So I could very much see them doing this whole thing where Trick ends up uh, proving himself and beating Melo, and then Melo goes off to the main roster. Speaking of that, I was so confused watching Collision, seeing Ricky Starks and Big Bill together. All this, I'm like, what? What happened to uh, Big Bill and Brian Cage? Why is uh, why are you guys now trying to make Big Bill as in to be uh, Ricky Starks' heater? I didn't really. Uh, Ricky yeah. is doing this manager thing for the next month, which I don't know what to make of, but. Mm. <laughs> not a fan not a fan uh we got a couple more super chats before we get out of here jake salazar says i'm cooking like russell wilson uh definitely not uh <laughs> amir says uh brett i'm fooked uh bulldog five <laughs> minutes into wimbley man event yep and then ronald hollick says do you think eddie kingston wins the roh heavyweight championships at grand slam or will they hash this out till final battle for ring of Honor. I have a controversial take, you guys. Everybody thinks that Eddie Kingston is going to be the one to beat Claudio for the Ring of Honor Championship. Like I've seen a lot of people said, I don't think he's going to be. I think that Mark Briscoe is going to be the one to beat uh, Claudio for that Ring of Honor Championship. It's just me. Really, I yeah. still think it's I still think it's Eddie, and I do think they're going to stretch it out to final battle. Um, really, how long is Mark out? Do you know? Uh, not for that long, I think. Yeah, not for that long. Like, I think he could be the one to get the title match at Final Battle and beat Claudio for the belt. Interesting. I don't think that they want Eddie Kingston's big win to be that championship. I just don't think of it. Think so. Hmm. so. I can see it. I, I just think the way they built it from his loss against Claudio, he's made the point. Like, he, the fact that he's in this match this weekend is only because he wants to fight Claudio. Right. He don't care about nothing else. Um, right. So I do think he is going to get his rematch against Claudio at some point. Um, it's just a matter of if he's going to win it. I yeah. kind of think he will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, speaking of, man, this guy Claudio has been cooking, man. Ooh-wee. This guy Claudio has been cooking. I'm that trying to promo. think of, like, when – it's been a while. Like, he's been, like, going crazy. No, nah, Claudio is cooking, man. He, he he's, he's got the character stuff going. He's a tremendous heel. That promo, like I said, that he cut recently. Mm-hmm. Incredible. He's um, yeah. Real, real happy that he's found his place in AEW because I, I think a lot of people were like, ah, why don't you just stay? And if you don't stay, you better be going over there and killing it. Boy, he's killing it, man. It felt <laughs> him, him and Samoa Joe feel the same. Like they were over there and it was like, people were like, they'll probably just stay in WWE forever. And then they don't. And then they're like, well, maybe they're washed. And then they come over here and you're like, nope, they're not washed at all. They're actually no, sir. both yeah. very incredible pro wrestlers still. But both of these guys still have a lot to offer, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been and, great and to see. Both of these guys are also on the card this week. Athena, too, she's on that same line. If people, like, people really thought Athena was washed or something was going on. Some wasn't connecting, but it's connected. Yeah, I was lying to ourselves about Athena. I'm saying, I'm saying. I, I could see in some ways Claudio and Joe because they're older, but nah, Athena still had a lot to offer. I, she just she lot. had that injury, and people kind of started talking a little crazy. But yeah, I was like, why are they talking about this? Like uh, about this to Athena, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And then she came and showed them that it didn't make sense, so it all worked out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, 
Big card this weekend. Again, you can come and watch us uh, after All In, running down the show. Around this time, pretty much, tomorrow, 24 hours. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so it's going to be a fun day of wrestling, hopefully. Uh, Can't say that it is going to take away some of the dour feelings from this week. But hopefully it gives some people some some reprieve from everything that was going on. Hopefully it gives people a few hours to forget some of the stuff that was going on this week. And, you know, possibly stuff that's going on in your personal life, if that's also a thing. Um, Man, as as always, it could be just the brave stuff and everything else is going on. But as always, I appreciate you guys so much, man. Appreciate the support you guys continue to give us. Again, I do not think we get StarCast. If you guys are not showing us the love and support you show us, man. So I was just about to say that, Phil. Next time they see us, besides tomorrow, see us back on a Grapsity pod, it's going to be live. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Episode 100. Wow. Next weekend. Wow. With our, with Nigga, our, we made it. (laughs) With with our guy, Will Washington. Um, Yeah. Hard to, hard to, Hard to compartmentalize that. that this it's crazy happening next week, but super. Excited. And now our hundred, like imagine if we said in our first episode, like, all right, we're gonna get to a hundred, and we're gonna be at Starcast. But by the time we get at Starcast, Will's gonna work for AEW. Like we were like, what? <laughs> Wouldn't have predicted any of this stuff. That. It's crazy. Wouldn't have predicted any of that. But like I said, I appreciate the support constantly, and I, I mean. The fact that people have continued to support this podcast with it, with just the two of us, very much appreciate that because we didn't yeah. we didn't know <laughs> we oh, didn't no. know what this was gonna be. Phil we and were I just, were like, "Man, I don't know, man. I don't know what's gonna happen after this." <laughs> I mean, I don't think either of us were like defensively like we were gonna stop doing this after no. we left. But I was like, we were like, gonna keep doing it. We just didn't know if anybody else. Was we we didn't know what we didn't know what this audience looked like. We didn't know what this podcast looked like. But people have been still very supportive, and people have still been enjoying the podcast. So, like I said, I appreciate you guys continue to rock with us, continue continuing to rock with my man over there, AW, and continuing to send us things like, "Hey, man, Will's on BTE, isn't that dope?" Of course, it's dope. I'm happy or for my friend. people bringing uh there's been a couple of Grapsity signs at AW and I just can't even bro. What? Yeah. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> I cannot say that enough, man. Um man, I cliche at this point, but man, tell your loved ones you love them, man. Straight up. Seriously. Yeah. Tell your loved ones you love them. Mm-hmm. If it's not even just like family, your friends, if yep. <laughs> just Tell your loved ones you love them, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, live in the moment, man. You just never know. Straight up. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end the podcast. We appreciate y'all showing up here today. Love out to everybody. Uh, disconnect if you need to. Go outside. Uh, drink some water. Smoke some pot. Have fun. Uh, and if not, if you don't, if, even if you're not having fun, just like we're here. People are here for you. Send some love out to your loved ones and uh, try to make it through. Appreciate y'all. Scrapsity. Yep. As always, man, this has been Phil Lindsay, Righteous Reg. This has been Grapsity. Appreciate you as always. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.